This episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Whether you need a domain name, website, or online store, make your next move with squarespace.com slash co-optional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast here on the 6th of February, 2018. Hello. Yo. Greetings to all. This is an unusual confluence of events. You usually don't see those two people together. There was some speculation as to whether or not they might be the same person. He's so much more handsome. Look at him. Just a beautiful. You're more witty. I won't disagree. Just a beautiful, beautiful man. Look at him. With that, with that smile, and those little those little dimples, and you just want to squeeze them. Yep, still Do sexy, you? still attractive. It's good. Yep. it's good. It's good. Yep. Okay. Why did you Why did you move the camera that way? Uh, <laughs> so I open up TV stream to you know uh, make sure and keep up with the memes, and then I noticed yeah. that half my face was below the screen. <laughs> You had sort of shrunk, but I might have just messed intro, up even worse because I'm the worst. Yeah, I'm you just sorry. made it worse. You moved yourself. You were down. just slumping. Yeah. Is it good now? Oh, you can you could move down a little move more if you wish like to a, slump, like a... which is fine. We're okay with slumping. Like that? Then, yeah, that would be okay. 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 Yeah, that'll be all right. So let me let it just be known: Total Biscuit is a great producer. I'm a terrible guest. So yeah, it was entirely his fault. Yes, uh, that is what we'll say. Yep. And I'm just going to yeah. allow that to continue to be the case and believe by the masses. <laughs> That is fine by me. Welcome to the Corruption Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Our occasional guest, Mr. In Control Robinson. Welcome back to the show. Happy to be here. Always a great conversation. Thanks for having me, guys. As always. Mm. Well, I never noticed. I don't know how long you've had it, but uh, when you moved your head just so, I realized that it has your name. Your name is on. Oh, my chair. chair. Bam! I needed it more like. You said what? And then yeah, like, there it is. And you said something like, oh about slouching? Gosh, I would never do that because of my <laughs> maxnomic chair. I am yeah, always in the perfect anymore, position. So I, don't, I don't quite make as big of a point of it, but yeah, I should. <laughs> um, I never, I never truly take advantage of this wonderful chair that TB recommended me. It's got like all the good curves and shit for your bod. But yeah. I spend I spend yeah. all of the time at the computer leaning forward, slouching. So I don't take advantage of anything. Oh. It does absolutely <laughs> nothing for you. Yep, that's yeah. okay. I lean forward too. Like, I love to just be like I'm involved. I'm in. Well, yeah. And sometimes when you're playing something, you just yeah, you just like you naturally forward. gravitate. Yeah. I had a moment of self, zone. like a a weird self awareness moment that because I usually have pretty good posture. You, should, you know, if we sit in the chair as much as we do. But yesterday, for whatever reason, like the game, if the game's more intense, I get I get more, uh, you know, I start mm. leaning in and, uh, and then like eight hours in, I was like, oh, shit, I'm killing myself. Or, yeah. shit, I'm Ugh. Frankenstein. That's going to do uh. some serious damage long term. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. Don't do that. 
Be aware of your posture. Yes. You may believe you are invincible, but you are not. Especially what? when it comes to the back. Yeah. Especially the back. The back yep, dies especially first. Especially the back. It does. It feels good one day, and then suddenly you are 75. Poof. Poof dead. Yeah. Your bones have turned to, je to jelly. Just like an old nowhere. Korean lady. Yep. Exactly how it happens. You wake up and you realize you can only what? roll out of bed rather than actually get out the normal way. In the end, you everyone becomes an old Korean lady. That's just that's just life. Yep. That's life. That's, Holy that's, shit, that's, I hope that's so. The fate they of all us look all. <laughs> they do. The fate of us all. Once the Co-Optional Podcast, we do occasionally talk about video games. Coming up in the show, we'll be talking about the games that we've been playing this week. Perhaps who wants to toss a hat in the ring to get us started on that. I think Jesse should talk about Photo Finish. Oh my, okay, sure. Uh, last week we talked about a game called Photo Finish. Right. Um, it is literally a game where you go around in sort of a Pokemon-esque world and you have to solve little puzzles in order to get women to take uh, sexy photos for you for your magazine. Um, oh yes, that um, it was sort oh. of a tycoon game. The pinup simulator. Rescue yeah, it, this pinup magazine less tycoon, company. It's less tycoon and literally like, it's maybe an hour and a half long. It's not, wow, it's like two dollars, three dollars. It's not very long. I thought it was gonna be more than it was, but literally, it's like your boss is like, "Hey, dude, we need some sexy ladies for our magazine," and you're like, "Don't worry, sir, I'll get on it." And then you go around Sala City and you like meet different women or different people in the town, and they'll all give you hints about stuff. Like this old lady's like. My husband used to give me daffodils. So eventually, when you're at the like the the florist, there's a bunch of flowers, and if you buy a daffodil, you can later give it to her, and then she'll give you uh, and then you can something snap a photo of a hot old oh, lady. Yeah, of a yeah, hot old lady. No, no, she'll give about. you a thing, and then you can use it in your quest to get one of the one of the, like the sexy girls. Um, but literally, it's everything from like one girl loves baseball and she likes hitting balls into the ocean but she lost all 20 of her baseballs, so you got to find them around town, like that kind of shit. And then when you do, How she's do you like... How 20 fucking okay. baseballs? At that point, you should really be saying, fuck you, You're, you can't be trusted stop, with anything. Stop putting baseballs in the ocean. Don't you know that there's, there's a problem? Don't you know that there's a marine life problem right now? That's there's a... Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's an alien problem. One of the, one of the girls is like a sexy scientist, and she's like, "I'll, I'll give you nudes if you find me proof of aliens." <laughs> so you do that, of course. Naturally. you do that. Yeah, and you, but Seems like a yeah. So trade. what happened was, is I was streaming it, and the very first photo I got was like, you know, a, a girl in a bikini, but she was like bent over, and it was sort of like, uh, like a pinup girl pose. And I was like, okay, we're cool, everything's fine. That this is gonna be like one of those magazine. games where it's. Yep. Not like just nudity. It's gonna be like you know, it's for goofs. The blam second, nudity. Second girl, little nip slip, and I was like, oh no, okay, <laughs> this isn't good. Third girl, but I'll go further. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I bet it won't girl, go any further. Than third that. girl was just like tits out, and I was like, oh no, we need to. Thankfully, we discovered there's an option where you can cover everything up. So I was like, okay, covered. Thank Thankfully. God we did, because from that point on, it just got worse. And worse, and to the point where like hearts are game. everywhere, and you're just like, how, why is there a heart there? That doesn't, yeah. So, oh, um, it's not even a part of the body. That's... Yeah, it was like there's like just a heart out in the middle of nowhere. Like, what is that? <laughs> um, yeah, it was. At the end of the day, it was like a. It was basically a glorified like Newgrounds game. Really, at the end of the day, it wasn't anything special. I don't it think... was funny. 
but people not are like, expecting. Great. I liked the design on the girls, so I wanted it to be fun. But it sounds like it was just kind of. Eh. The art design is really cool. Like all the different girls are like, so, like uh, I'm trying to think of like what type of art. They're very like it, bubble pop. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, really bright and shiny, and yeah. And it, it like visually, it's a cool looking game, but it's also just like, you know, uh, walk around, <laughs> find things. Uh, here's my problem. Here's it's, my it's problem. A with this it's game. a work for your. Tell us your game. problem with this hour and a half. What's your problem? I, I think I think, T, I think TB get, I think TB gets me. It's not quite a game, and it's not quite porn. And so you're like, who is this for? Is this for the guy who, like, wants to really work hard to jack it? And if so, yep. That's exactly why spend for. $3 on that? And then there's, like, <laughs> was this person for the ga- like the gamer who enjoys boobs every now and again? Because it's hardly a game. It's just, you know... It's it, it it's the same it's the same thing when they came out with like the Steam Box and I'm like who is this for? The Steam right. Box is the photo flash of consoles is what I'm saying. Is the game yeah. called Photo Flash? Photo Flash. F O C O. Just answered your own question. Then this game was made specifically only for that name. Wait, is this Photo Flash or Photo Finish? Because you've been saying Photo Finish for the last ten minutes. Have I? Which would explain why I wasn't able to find any footage of oh, it anywhere. Oh, Photo Flash is God, for fuck's sake. Sorry. No wonder no one could find right it. On Steam. It's good that you're not able to show anything because... Yeah, I mean, I could have. I could have. Probably could have found some footage that would have worked, but no. no. Now everyone's been looking for a game that never existed. Game. Sorry. Well done. Oops. To be fair, it's probably for the best, considering it sounds like it wasn't F-O-T-O worthy of anyone's time. F-O-T-O Flash. F-O-T-O flash. Photo Finish is a this horse is... game. <laughs> oh, that probably this is even has. worse than you described, because if you look it up, it's a side scroller. And the NP I mean, this is like this is like a T T980 calculator shit, game. Right? Oh, it's and it's terrible. not even spelt correctly. Yeah. It's photo. F-O-T-O-A. F-O-T-O-A. Jesus Christ. So the, the whole name has been wrong in every way. Wonderful. Yeah. I like the logo. I think the logo is really well designed. Great. Whoever designed the logo is great. I think this game, it'll emerge as like, this was a, a government, you know, commission as a test for the people that actually do purchase this game. And right now there's like a satellite guided missile that's been, that's like logistically just being targeted to them. It's like, well, we that does that. seem like a, an investment that is unnecessarily expensive for, well, for what you would get out of redundant, it, right? for what you get out of it. I think there are better ways to spend that amount of money. Yeah, I mean, it's the government, so I agree sure. with you, but it doesn't matter. Uh, holy shit, Jesse. Did you spend a full hour and a half on this? Uh, yeah. The, I wanna, can, <laughs> I tell, can, I tell you, can I tell you something? Ow! That's what I he told does. Dodger this. I learned this about Twitch in general. Started streaming this game yesterday. Uh, I don't know. 3,500 people watch this thing. Then I stopped playing it. <laughs> Switch to Peach Beach Splash, the game where it's literally girls in bikinis spraying each other with water. Dropped a thousand. People do not want gameplay when it comes to their porn. Nope. Then, then the I played the rest of Uncharted Lost Legacy. Lost another thousand. People do not care about women with full clothes on. I've learned this about the internet. It's just something I've learned. And yeah. I, I guess from now on, it's me and 8-bit boobies. That's my, that's my stream. All streams. And all that, the time, that's all you can do, 8-bit, because anything higher fidelity will just get you banned from Twitch. Yeah, but man, are those, that one pixel is going to be hot. Oh hot. 
now now the there you're bringing out the feminist me saying that they they stayed for all the games jesse well, yeah but those the are the same people that would sit three hours and listen to us talk true. That's that is also a point. I mean, these are people who are also subscribed to my channel. That's the hardest of the hardcore. I yeah. want eight. I want eight bit cock. What what do I got to do? There's there's quite a bit of it on Steam actually. Shower with your dad simulator was out over a year ago. The puns are all over the place. There's with a it. good amount of eight bit cock in there. In fact, I think that's the whole game actually. Eight bit cock. I mean, there's more advanced cock if you're looking for that. Genital jousting came out last week. Can I tell you oh, I played finally. that game? <clears throat> and played um, that game for years, actually. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I expected it to be a goof. Like, you know, okay. I expected it to be like, oh, it's a little risque. You literally, the objective of many of the levels is just to fuck the other cocks. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking. That's like the game. I was like, mm, can I show this? We're going to try. <laughs> We're going to fucking try. Well, hey, if this is what gets you unpartnered, I've been you go I, this is the hill that I'm yeah. going to die on. It's straight general up, jousting? General jousting, straight up. I, I've i seen YouTubers play this on YouTube and not get banned. So like, True, but yeah. they're big YouTubers. Like, you know, the YouTubers that could do horrendous things and get away with it. And That's true. I don't However, know if I ever, post, if I ever posted, if I ever posted a video, the first thing I do was burn that. every single one of them. I'd be like... All oh of these God. other people did this it. This is yeah, no, The objective actually. is to bang, like literally penetrate the other players. Oh, the dicks have butts, and yeah. you just yeah. try to you just try to dick that butt. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty the game. much. And then you get to uh, do a little art display between rounds. By the looks of it, this is a thing. Satisfy up to eight friends on the couch. Wow. It they, does not. They get hats. It does not even like pretend to be. I it has a story mode now. I am fascinated. Oh my I god! I would love you can to know what the story, grow, mode, story mode. What yes. Fuck? What is this, the story mode? This doesn't count as the dark web, right? This is just no, no. This is... <laughs> okay. We're in the dark web right now. Jeff. Yeah, I'm. I'm I feel fairly like I'm sure. In the dark web. This is as deep as I get. The, the scoring bit that we're seeing right dogs? here is just semen. It's just a. It's a large, large Unlocked jar police of officer measured mode. semen. <laughs> Straight up, guys, well, that, if any of you watching thing. this like identify with any of this or like you feel like this is pretty normal, <laughs> now's the time. Just own up to it. Get help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I I am fine with every aspect of this game. I was just not prepared for it to be like so in your face. I was like, oh, oh, okay, this is what this is. You thought is. it would like, be I, sort of Mount I, Your I Friends level of, huh, you know, the, 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 the swinging clothed dicks in this and the dick physics but no it's far beyond that yeah i was i just assumed it'd be a goof there it's like a game that is like hey you fuck other dicks in this game that's the plan and I like I... how well it has sold i'm intrigued. i just picture like six or seven and... friends on a couch laughing saying that's such a dick move to each other like over and over again <laughs> i'm sure that like... that would not get boring um, you know what's really fascinating me is everybody in chat who's saying the story mode is actually great. Okay, I'll, I'll say <laughs> their word for it. Apparently, this is owned by two hundred eighty thousand people. Oh my god! According to Steam Spy, I don't Spy. doubt that there are legions of them. <laughs> the, I mean, this is what happens when every big comedy let's play YouTuber in the universe plays the game at exactly the same time. It creates that sales How, singularity. Oh my god. How do I, you I thumbnail for this? I love the opportunity for like socially, you know, less skilled people to really 
really stumble with this game where they're like, yeah. Incidentally, yeah, general jousting is on the list. General jousting, can I be honest? Of with you? prohibited like, games me? on Twitch. <laughs> it is actually so, on the list of prohibited games. So this is the hill <laughs> I will be dying on today. We. We try like I don't know if it's the video is gonna exist. I hope we can like actually. To be fair, it. we did not play it. We only watched somebody else play it. So yeah. I feel that we're okay. I played it. I played this game, and uh, I I was in a room with four people who very much enjoyed it, and one person who was like silent, just highly uncomfortable. They it were the so funny. of the joke. He was just like. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, I bet you do. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I'm saying. We had a good one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what is... Uh-oh. I need to know this. Gentle. We lost Dodger somewhere back there, by the way. What? She probably muted that? herself. She probably muted herself. She does I didn't lot. mute myself. Can you not hear me? I can hear you just fine. She's like, I've, I've had enough dick for a while, guys. Thanks very much. Yeah, I just I just decided that I was done with the with the dick talk. Yeah. She's like, I'm, I'm seven months pregnant. They're I all know, limits. I know a dick or two, okay? Come on. <laughs> I'm nine months pregnant. I'm having the baby right now. <laughs> can you just give me a minute? <laughs> that would be can, can the most amazing call. Get it on with so we can get back to the show. Jesse's helping Jesus. you with breathing. John's just cheering for you. I'm completely uncomfortable and just permanently frozen. Just... Just get so on with great. it. We have a show to do. Mm. Christ. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> what else have we been playing this week? I played that Stage Fright game. Ah, uh, you got around to playing that one. Okay. Yeah. Not good? I, there's, there's such a good concept there, but it's extremely confusing. So, like, the actual playing of the game is not confusing, but um, it... I don't know if it's just set up wrong or what I spent a really long time in this game. Basically, uh, you play the game with uh, SDF and JKL and you you like try to follow. It's a rhythm game. So you're trying to like play the oh. piano, right? I'm trying to find footage of this that doesn't have someone's stupid fucking face cam on it. <laughs> like, stupid like face me? cam people. Wow, um, someone even did a reaction to the trailer for it. You are going to go far. So the concept of this game is that you are playing the piano, but as you mess up, like as you make mistakes, um, you allow anxiety to kind of overwhelm you. And there is a ghost that keeps visiting you and making things even worse. So like if you mess up a couple of times, suddenly things will start to get like shaky or every now and then the entire thing will like flip over for a second like it does a lot of stuff to try and and throw Mess you with you yeah um and it gets it gets worse and worse and worse like if it if it works and you're like fuck i don't even know where i'm at anymore it'll just get really really bad right um so <sighs> i don't know if they've updated this game since i played it but when I played it, there were, I think, four <laughs> stages. Um, I wasn't able to beat the second stage, but they let me keep going. Basically, if you if you get a good enough score, then you you see more. But they're, you know, it's it, you you still get the same kind of an idea. If, <laughs> if that 
makes any sense. You're trying to unravel what's going on with this ghost and who this ghost is, right? Um, and when I hit the last one, it took me forever to be able to beat it. And I was like, all right, we beat it. That's the last one. Let's find out what's going on with this ghost. I hit the next button and it restarted the song. And I was like, okay. So I played through the whole song again, beat it again and hit next. And it started the song back over again. And I was like, what's happening? <laughs> Is this like a bug? But everybody on the Steam pages was saying, no, at that point, the game just repeats over and over oh, and over great. and over again and you don't get an ending what the, that the sounds brilliant thing, the other thing <laughs> that was really really frustrating like constantly frustrating to me was that i knew that i was hitting the right buttons but it would pop up with like misses you know it would it would be like oh you missed one so it's not properly in sync like, or maybe it was doing that I on didn't. purpose that's Which what I'm saying. I was like, I can't tell if it's doing it on purpose or not. And people yeah, were like, annoying. well, it should be, you know, based on whether or not you lost your streak, right? So if you if you lost your streak, then then that's definitely a problem with the game, right? Because if they were just trying to make you think that you hit the wrong note, then they shouldn't take away your streak because that affects your final score and whether or not you see something at the end, you know, which would be fucked up. So sometimes when the misses showed up, didn't lose my streak. Sometimes when the missus showed up, lost my streak. I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand what's happening in this game. So I was agonizing for a really long time over whether or not, whether or not the game was doing it on purpose. <laughs> this might never- be this, this might be a thing too, because I'm, I'm, I wanted to see what the comments are, the thoughts were, anything on this game. There's literally one comment in the Steam section, one, and the reviews. One guy wrote, um. Uh, there's one mechanic in particular that makes this game unplayable, in my opinion, where you successfully play a note. However, an echo of the note you have played remains, then plummets off the board, causing you to have a miss. Mm. So maybe that's something, maybe that's what you're talking about? Like, Yeah. That's insane. Overall, it sounds like you lot spent a lot of time so far playing really shitty games. Yeah, Yeah. you have to sometimes test out stuff. The concept of the game is super cool, though. I I think... Well, like that's what I associate with super cool. But then again, I have been on a metal boat with mostly European bands for four days, so you know what I'm saying, though. Like the the idea of a rhythm game where once you mess up, it's a slippery slope of like anxiety for the character, just overwhelming them, um, and sort of being consumed by this specter that just shows up and fucks with you and makes you see weird stuff. I thought that that was such a cool idea because there's so much, there's much higher stakes to not hit the wrong notes ever, right? Um, but there, there were also, I realized very quickly, there were also ways to kind of game the system. Like as long as you were mostly hitting the right notes, uh, it wouldn't fail you. So if I like started to panic and just hit all of the notes <laughs> at the same time, I could mostly make it through. <laughs> I don't think is how it should be, but um, yeah, yeah, overall, it I think it's like a, it's crap. Yeah, I think it's a a really really cool concept that needed to be executed better. Yes, so I was I was well, that's a shame. Never mind. Maybe someone's played a game where the concept was executed properly. Yeah, so two for two so far on bullshit. 
Well, let me, you know what? That's why I'm here. I didn't, I got no 8-bit boobies for you, and I didn't play a game that is broken and unplayable. Uh, well, then I, what I'm good playing, are you, Jeff? Yeah, what did you even I, yeah. do this week? <laughs> I'm getting to that. Exactly, my selling point. Um, I've been playing a lot of uh, Total War Warhammer 2. Yeah. I assume you guys have talked a little bit about it at least. But we mentioned it last week, yeah. Every time they they do a really good job, I feel, of um, every one of their expansions. Because I think the game could very easily fall into the trap of this army is a mere image of that army, only reskinned or something along those lines. But I think intelligently they've realized all along the way, even back to Total War Warhammer 1, um, that that would not be a successful business plan. So every race that comes out is very unique. They start in a very different part of the map, so it has a very different feel there. They plug into the uh, the grand campaign itself as well. So it, it it it's an all it hits you on all fronts for like the hardcore Total War people. You can play this other race amongst the other fifteen or sixteen or whatever um, in a gigantic campaign, or you can just do the story mission, which is kind of what I end up doing. <clears throat> And this last one was Tomb Kings, and right off the bat, they do exactly what I what I love Total War Warhammer Four. It's a very thematic. It makes you feel like a badass when you're playing, like whatever. You're just like riding in a battle with a giant scorpion and shit like that, and you're just like, this is so cool. Uh, but my problem, I, I guess it's not even a problem. I think it's more of a personal opinion because I think people could lose a month in one of these games and and very and enjoy it very happily. I can really only play them. Uh, each stint for like three or four days maybe a week before mm. i kind of get to the point where i'm like because most of the campaigns get to a stage where i'm auto resolving more fights yeah um yeah I, I, the effect of wow this is so badass has i really enjoyed it and it's worth it's worth the cost of the game for that but it the effect of that doesn't carry through like once you hit the top tier tech and you've discovered your big monster and you've got your hero maxed out for the most part you got about a few hours of really enjoying that, but most campaigns are like, oh, no, no, not a few hours. You, you have like 45 more hours to go. And you're like, but I've got all the cool stuff. And they're like, I know. And now a random weird-ass army is going to come back in on your 16th castle and knock that down, and you're going to have to walk for three days to go destroy that yeah. before then uh, also completing the campaign on the other side of the map against really bad armies that aren't that big of a deal but just take a long time to kill. That's been my experience. That's every Total War game in my experience, honestly. That's mm. that's the big thing they tried their best to fix in Warhammer 2 by putting a timer on the campaign with the Maelstrom mechanic by saying, right, look, it's not a case of, oh, you've basically won, so you might as well just quit. It's like, well, no, you haven't won because if yeah. somebody finishes the Maelstrom thing before you do, then they won. So it's good that they put a clock on it. But regardless of that, you still have a campaign that, in terms of pace, in terms of enjoyment, does fizzle towards the end. Yeah. And it happens in every Total War game. Uh, they're getting better at fixing that. Yeah. But they're not there yet. Uh, every experience I've had is very similar to that, but also the beginning as well. You can either have an incredible beginning or one in which nothing you do can ever possibly work out. Like, I was playing uh, the, like, big fat lizard toad guy the other day, and I was, and it's, like, easy mode, super Big easy. Boy. I was like, yeah, I guess I'll learn how to play these guys. Straight up, no matter what I did, someone was coming for me at all times. And I was like, okay, so if I go this way, someone comes this way. I'm like, all right, well, 
I'll reload and I'll go this way. Someone comes this way. I was like, where is my, what is the, this is, what is my plan here? What do I do? I just had no clue. Yeah, it was rough, but uh, whatever. I moved on to Tomb Kings. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. Fuck lizard people. I'm out. Yeah, it's, it's and, and there's always people, whenever I share this opinion, they're, they're vehemently like, no, I, I absolutely enjoy it. You have to, you know, get really immersed. You need to up the difficulty. So there are answers for it. And I agree with John that they are getting a lot better about it. So that's why I want to make it very clear that when I say this, I feel like there are, there are people that are rational and they're not playing photo finish or flash that um, wow. could enjoy this for a lot longer. Uh, it doesn't have to just be that I feel like it does mega fizzle out but from my personal experience it really does and i think that's a little bit it's for everything we just discussed but also it's just like it's kind of the game itself i didn't grow up playing uh, the total war games so i don't have the history of rome and and all these games where i feel, I feel like a lot of people i talk to they're like i've been playing total war games for i believe it's 27 years now 27 is it three years since the dawn of the age of the computer and i'm like well okay shit i just came in with total war warhammer because you know, I respect them, but I came in because of the Warhammer, uh, and I've been loving it. Another funny side effect, by the way, I have no interest in the tabletop um, Age of Sigmar or Warhammer Classic, but this no. game tugs at my heartstrings. They do a really good job of showing off the models and making them look fucking cool. So the one that really did it for me was the Vampire Counts. God damn, is that a cool-looking army. Yeah, and Tomb Kings was another great example of yes. that aesthetically with the really cool sort of stone colossi and things like that. Um, and the fucking War Sphinx. Oh, God, that's so cool. Just I love like, the energy around. in between the plating on, on it so it shows yeah. it's, that's, like, it's a construct. You know, it's being upright through magical means. Really cool. Great yeah. art style. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they could ever truly fix the fizzles out towards the end problem because Total War is essentially the battles. And if you get tired of the battles, or the battles become so imbalanced that you feel like you want to auto-resolve, then at that point, you might as well not be playing the game anymore. Because the rest of the game yeah. is actually not that much. It's quite simplistic. The empire building aspect. they even let not... you auto-resolve in that game. If they, they didn't, have to. people would riot. Yeah. There's a lot of battles where you're running into something that can't possibly beat you. But it's going to take 10 minutes to chase it down and kill it. Right. anyway which so is a gigantic well a waste of frustrating like, time do thing. <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much um and it, it, there's even some cases where auto resolving is a better way to do things because like i know i can win this fight but it's going to be a pain in the dick because mm -hmm. of certain things they have auto resolve is telling me that i could do this for probably far less losses than i will actually take fucking up getting frustrated overcoming all of these fortifications and shit so you know what i'm just going to hit auto resolve because that avoids that frustrating battle. But then you realize, well, the battles are the mainstay of the gameplay, so I'm skipping the mainstay of the gameplay. Right. And since it, you know, I want, it's kind of up to them, I guess, to get to the point where you don't want to auto-resolve, where you want to go and do everything yourself, and those battles actually continue to be fun, mm. which is going to be tricky. You know, it's probably going to require yet more improvements in AI, particularly. So that, you know, little armies could still be dangerous to you. They could still, you know, say, raid a important unit of yours and do more damage or assassinate a leader or something like that. It's, it's tricky. It's a difficult thing to solve. And it's a problem that every Total War game has. Yeah. But it's and fun I, I, for the most part. 
they also I, I guess to answer your question a little bit too dodger like part of um generally speaking auto resolves cost you more than they do cost you less so like it encourages you to do the battles which does i think keep you in the game but i think it's very smart to keep the um to have auto resolve because you would like, a, a long campaign is like 70 hours and yeah. and towards the end of it 25 of that and i'm not even exaggerating and people in chat you can you can call me an idiot if you want or whatever 25 idiot. hours of that 70 is like is predetermined it's it's you got the mega army you've got your castle secure you're literally just running down the final objectives right gotcha true dot hmm. mostly good though and mostly good is good enough for a lot of people still a lot of yeah, fun to be had i there. mean like whether or not you feel like you got your money's worth by the time it fizzles out for you yeah right that's like, the question I, that you have to answer personally. <laughs> I don't know how many people have actually finished a campaign in Total War. I haven't, I don't think. I've got to the point where I know I would win if I continued another 10 hours, but I couldn't be bothered to wipe everything off the map. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. What else was, what else people, yeah, we are. Yeah. That game. Absolutely. Played it six times. It's great. Um, I beat Celeste. Well, yes. I, beat, I beat like the story of That's Celeste. That's a big one, right? I, I didn't That's a it. difficult one, I have been told. Oh my gosh, that game was absolutely fantastic. Um, it's by the people who made Towerfall, and it's a platformer. So I was like, this is this is a game that I want. <laughs> this is this is going to be great. I'm going to really enjoy this, even if just the mechanics. Like if it's the same people making it, I know that I'll that I'll like the way it feels, um, which I did. If if you like the way that Towerfall feels, it has the same kind of a, a movement. Um, but that game was so dang good. I, I was really, really pleased with it. Um, we talked about it a little bit last week, but I don't think that I had beaten it yet. And um, yeah, mm -hmm. now that I've beaten it, I'm like, what a great, what a great game. Uh, it offers like extra uh, conflict is not the word that I'm looking for. If you want it to be harder challenge, <laughs> if, if you want to do more, it offers a lot of stuff for you to do. Um, every level has what's called a B side, which I think somebody was, I haven't looked at them yet, but I think somebody was telling me it's the exact level, but flipped. So it's like just backwards and people are like, this is the hardest shit I've ever done in my life. Um, so I haven't tried any of that, but just like the base game itself is so good. Um, it was the perfect amount of difficulty for me um, to never really feel super frustrated. And the way that uh, every zone had just like a slightly different mechanic for you to learn, like, like the whole... The whole concept is that you're a, a girl who's trying to climb a mountain called Celeste Mountain, right? And so the the actions of you climbing, those are always the same. Like those those movements are always the same, but there are in each area um, little elements that you have to learn for that zone. And I thought that it kept it it kept it really fresh. You had to think about every area differently. And I, I liked it. It was never, it was never frustrating or just like, God, why are you putting more shit into this game? Right. It was always just something new. 
Um, and I thought that it worked with like the concept of each area. It was it was just a, a really beautiful, lovely game. Why do you think games like this, they tend to do really well on Twitch, I find. Like, uh, it's it's an indie game, low res, mm -hmm. you know, 8-bit for the most part or whatever. And But it just, I, it like went, went pseudo viral in the sense that everyone was playing it for a little while. Right. I, I, I think um, difficulty's people, probably got a lot to do with it. People always love watching somebody play a difficult game. Um, but they also, at least for, for my community, they love watching games that have a lot of heart to them. And this mm. game had both, um, you know, it's like about, it's like about this girl who wants to climb the mountain because she needs to achieve something, you know, she's like really depressed and is, is trying to like confront herself basically. Mm. Um, so that with the art style and that kind of a concept to the game, combined with it being difficult uh i think that it was just a good it was just a good viewing experience for a lot of people and it didn't take that long to beat it so yeah and the b-sides apparently make people literally just fucking want to crush a controller so uh right. i won't be doing those on stream but <laughs> but yeah the the controls are are just really nice they're very satisfying for somebody to play I think it makes it feel really fair, you know? Yeah, like I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> it's a platformer, but yeah, it, do it does seem like it's probably one of the best platformers we've had since Meat Boy, by the sounds of it. Like, it seems to have captured a lot of people's imagination as, yeah, this is the feeling I got while playing Meat Boy. It's that mm. damn satisfying. And that's cool that they managed to pull that off. Yeah. It felt very, um, I know that this game never became super big, but it felt very, they bleed pixels to me as well. Yeah. That's a shame um, that game didn't get super big because it was fucking great. That game was great, yeah. That was a very enjoyable game. The combat aspect of it in particular, being able to punch horrible monsters into spikes with powerful <laughs> yeah. uppercuts. It, yeah, it's hard to find that boring. Yeah. And the platforming aspect was there, but it wasn't at front and center of the gameplay, you know? Mm. it's like i don't mind like platforming just a little bit yeah i like yeah, how the games are infusing bigger meaning as well like you were talking mm -hmm. about depression and, and self finding yourself and that kind of thing there's a few games that have done that in, in the past and, it, and i think it's cool that i mean it makes sense games are branching off there's a game for everything for fuck's sakes uh jesse was looking for naked women earlier uh this week even in, in the 8-bit land but yeah that's a, that's a very also... new thing when it comes to gaming i'm told that, yeah naked ladies are new uh yeah they haven't been doing that at all places no. never done it <laughs> no, uh, but i just it. i just i find that really cool i like that 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 is a, a and i like well i like i know that it would happen i like that it's successful is i guess the point i'm trying to make absolutely i agree yeah that um that it's done in a way where people connect with it i think is very cool so yeah i'm very very happy with that game um i would honestly love to go back through they're like collectibles and stuff hidden in the game as well and part of me would love to just replay the whole thing and see if i can get the collectibles like that's yeah. how much i enjoyed it which i think is saying a lot which there are a lot yeah well i didn't play too many games this week because i was on the boat instead so that wasn't right. really my priority <laughs> but i did play a lot of meteor fall and finally beat the fucking thing took me about 12 hours to have an imp I'm impressed a successful that you run. beat it yeah, that which, which class did you play? Uh, Greybeard. So I played the wizard. Uh, he got me through. 
that game is a dick uh, in many ways. Like it's mostly down to the uh, the fact that you have some control over what happens through the deck building aspect and removing certain cards from your deck, but a lot of it is RNG. Like it's whatever card came off the top of the deck, and you can get completely fucked through uh, a variety of random means. Uh, you could, con- you know, you could say die because you drew four meditation cards when what you needed was damage to kill the thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, is that your fault for not removing the medica- uh, the meditation cards from the deck? Well, one, you kind of needed them, at least early on in the game. And secondly, you may not have even encountered a temple to remove one of them, let alone four, by that point. Yeah. The, the way that the events are set up is random in the sense that you could get... You could draw an event and you get to choose between one of the two events. It's like, oh, it's blacksmith and shop. Cool. I'll uh, spend all my money at the blacksmith. Then the next one is blacksmith and shop again. And it's mm-hmm. like, great. I can't do anything because I have no money now. Uh, I, you know, or maybe you just desperately need health at one point and just not giving you a rest spot. Again, you can get screwed in a horrendous way. And a lot of it really comes down to the fact that in a lot of deck builders, you draw a hand of cards and you can do things with that hand of cards and you can make different decisions with them. In this, you draw one card at a time and you either use that card or you skip that card to gain stamina back, which is really only relevant for the two stamina-based classes in the game. The other two classes are mm. magic charge-based, which really have very little to do with stamina. You'll almost never need to use it. Which also means that when you level up and you get a choice between stamina and health, if you're playing either of those two classes, the choice is obvious. You're going to pick health. Yeah, the the clericy girl, right? Is who yeah, you're she about. I, I've very rarely needs stamina. Bit, and I I run into the issue all the time where I get meditation card, healing card, healing card, meditation card. Yep. It turns over, and I'm like, I didn't even need to heal. <laughs> yep, I needed damage. I mean, some of them have yeah. some mitigation. Like, uh, with Meditation in particular, if you have no spells that are lacking a charge, it does give you another turn, and that's fine. But a lot of the times, you will have one card that needs a charge, but it's like, you know what? I didn't need to do that right now. Actually, what I need to do was to draw the card, which would let me do enough damage to kill this monster before it kills me on the next turn. And I haven't done that, so I'm dead. And it does definitely feel like a lot of the runs are out of your control. I've had some runs where it's like, wow, this deck is incredible. I don't see how I could possibly lose. And then I had two turns of just terrible draws. Like, they were good cards, but they were in completely the wrong order to be of any use at all, and then just died. Thankfully, the game is short. That's the only way it gets away with it. Incidentally, by the way, I'm switching over to the video feed so we can watch the fucking Falcon Heavy hopefully not explode in the next 20 seconds. So we're going to leave that on for the time being. Since I've already shown genital jousting on Twitch, what else could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Sure, yeah, okay. So, so there we go. So the Falcon Heavy is currently on, and hopefully it will not explode, and we wish them the best of luck. Regardless of that, Meteor Fall is still a lot of fun for $3. Oh, gosh, I'm watching it. Yep, now $3. it is taking off. Two, one, ignition. Please don't explode. Please oh, usher- a 10-second delay! <laughs> Please usher in the next stage of human space exploration. It's hey, not, not exploded yet. This, by the way, it's alert. still going. That is a very good thing. It's still going. It's not. Nothing's gone wrong yet. Please, for the love of God. 
What a fucking magnificent machine. Holy shit. It has 27 fucking engines. That is that is just insane to me. Go, that buddy, is. go. It's, it's doing rocket. it. It's fucking doing it. It's not exploded yet. This is good. But yeah, $3 Meteor Fall. Definitely worth it. I'm waiting for them to add new cards into it. Add some more events into it. Are they it. going to? Yeah, he said he's going to balance out some of those events problems as well. Like getting cool. the same event two times in a row or getting an event at a point where you couldn't possibly use it. Like shop and right. blacksmith when you have two coins, which couldn't possibly do anything. So, yeah, he's, he's going to do that and then he's going to add more cards and content. And what he says what he really wants to add is more characters. Which to right. me is where you're going to get the replay value from. But hey, I spent $3. I had 12 hours of fun. Yes, it was in some cases frustrating, but I think it was a fucking cool game. It's no Slay the Spire. You know, if you want something complex, it is not that. Is that fire supposed to be there? I hope so. Yeah, I think that fire is supposed to be there. Okay, that's good. That's a uh, lot of fire. That's a scary amount of fire. Yeah, I still, when I'm not really doing anything or waiting for something to happen, I still just sit and play Slay the Spire. Yeah. I don't know what it is about that game, but it's just so satisfying to leave up and just play a couple of rounds and then minimize it and keep doing whatever I needed to do. Absolutely. Um, and I want more yeah. alternatives to that on mobile, honestly. It's ideal. Yeah. Mobile is the ideal fucking platform for a game like that, without question. Right. Keep going, buddy. There's so much fire! That is a very scary-looking fireball, but please, for the love of God... It's supposed to do that, right? 40 kilometers up already. Jesus Christ. It's about to hit 5,000 kilometers in an hour. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Booster Come engine on, cut off Blee. very soon. Come on, Blee! <clears throat> and there's a car <laughs> on that thing. There's a fucking car on that thing. There's a Tesla on that. Yep, the yeah. car is going to Mars. All right, there. The, one of the boosters went off that way and didn't hit the rocket. That's a good thing. This thing goes to Mars? Yeah, they're aiming it at Mars. Oh, I had no idea. Yep, and they're shooting it straight at Mars. Man. It's they, mostly they're testing the rockets landing them, right? Like, that's the whole point. Is well, not with this one. This is, the, this is the first ever test flight of the Falcon Heavy, which they're not getting this one back. Like yeah, they're, they're, not they're, they're the, aiming the this boosters back. I thought they they're not getting this one back. Them. I think the uh, the boosters they might be get, trying to get back, but they're not yeah, getting the boosters, everything else back. Yeah, one fall. is landing in Cape Canaveral. One's landing in the ocean, I guess, on little platforms. I think yeah. is the whole point. And it's supposed to cut down on satellite costs or some shit. Oh I well, I mean the, the Falcon Nine's already been doing that, like very successfully. This one is supposed to be, hey, we can oh, lift more than anything. Him! It's in space. Oh! Good it's in job. space. It hasn't exploded. I think we're good. It takes like a month to get to Mars, though, doesn't it? Apparently, it can, this can do it in six months. It would have usually wow. taken a year. Which is nuts. That's crazy to think about. Let me chop that down. And also, then there's going to be a car on Mars. So yep. when Isn't Matt that... Damon gets stuck up there... He'll just yep. be able to get the car. He's just going to drive around. Think about it. Shit. Think about the, the speed of that stupid rover in the Martian. And think about the speed of a Tesla. You know, which is going to do better? Obviously the Tesla. Obviously. Obviously. Are, are we are we sending a car to Mars? Yeah, there's the car. Driving? There's the car right there. I, right, it, I don't think it it's going to... No, I don't, I don't think it'll survive the landing. I'd be surprised if it did. Oh, I love it. They fucking put don't panic on it. I love it. 
Oh my god. God, That's there's crazy. actually a car there. Yep. There is. Well, it's they, they it didn't explode. I think that's pretty good. All right. Well, we'll we'll turn that off now. But that was pretty cool. Everybody is uh, cheering now. So I guess it's doing what it's supposed to do. Yay. I like those guys looking back at the camera like, "We did, guys. We did it. Guys, we didn't it's blow it up." <laughs> we okay, didn't we're cheering now. They're so happy. Oh. I can't believe we sent a car though. It's <laughs> really weird. <laughs> well, what else were they gonna put on it? It's like no one else would trust you to put. Well, yeah, but just put our satellite on your completely untested rocket. That'll be just yeah. fine. You know what really bums me out is those images that show how many satellites are around the Earth. Oh, the space junk like, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't look up the images of just random trash around the Earth. That will horrify you even more. Oh yeah, oh, eventually God. that will probably become a major problem. Yeah. We're gonna blot out the sun. I. I don't. I don't think that'll happen. But there's a. There's a. The we will we'll fight in the shade. My daughter will live in a world of only shade. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm just Trust saying, me. I'm, I'm going to make saying. sure she lives in a world of only shade anyway. With your guys, uh -huh. just like her mother, that might be for the best. Oh, Damn. Jesus. Wow. Got him. All right. We got ten minutes for the break. What do you got game wise? Throw it at me. Uh, you guys already talked about it, but I also played. They are billions. Yeah. Uh, talk I to me about so that because. As a professional player of strategy video games, yeah. I would be very curious to know what you think about it. I tend to avoid games that it seems like the mechanic is just to piss you off, like it just just to like I got you. And that's and that's what it does over and over again. I got you again. Yeah. I got you. Um the whole game's kind of built around that, but I, but to use your phrase you've been using this episode at least, the, they kind of get away with it in a sense that Okay. I feel like it's well designed enough that while that is hugely there, you almost always, at least when I played, felt like it was my fault. So like if a zombie just shambled towards a fucking farm and tagged it, and then that was just the end of that run. Um, a lot of times there was the initial like, ah, that's bullshit. Come on. Uh, and there's definitely been a few times where I had like a ranger or somebody running in place when i would have liked if they would have just been shooting at the zombie yeah, it would have been nice me. the pathfinding um, is a bit dodgy in that game a bit i would say uh but i feel like it's fairly redeeming in that it's like sound design is really good the aesthetic is cool um it's not a perfect game by any means but i enjoyed like the different classes and it was just solid enough that i enjoyed my time with it and um i liked it it didn't toke the like so some games like XCOM really get under my skin and I and I have a tough time beating it but the the struggle to beat it feels like it's very much so a challenge that's within my control and I want to beat it with they are billions I didn't have that drive as much I was like I'm playing this I'm enjoying it I didn't end up beating it and I was like yeah I'm not really motivated to beat it because it doesn't it doesn't I, I don't know it doesn't feel like um a huge accomplishment to do that it feels more like you kind of Put enough so you're not time become... in to whittle down the combo, and then you pulled off the combo. So you're not going to become one of those streamers who are like, I turned it up to 500% difficulty and play it with one hand tied behind my back using a DDR controller. Look, that shit Let is fun begin. to watch. No, no but yeah, exactly what the Dodger said. It, it's crazy, though, because I think for a while I wasn't, I, I was just watching. I, I got into it late, and when I saw the 500% no pause thing, I was like, I don't know, this doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me. Then I played it, and I was like, those guys are fucking gods they're incredible speaking of fucking gods they just landed the boosters by the way 
Awesome. Fucking impressive. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, I, I don't know about... There's something about There Are Billions that I that just didn't click with me. Yeah. Uh, and it's mostly now, I think, that the game's half tower defense and it's half city building and it's half fast in both. Yeah. To the point where the combination of the two doesn't make it more than the sum of its parts to me. It's like, if I wanted to play a game like that, and it, it, admittedly it would involve a second person, but I would play StarCraft 2 co-op, you know? Right. It's like, that. that is just better. There's, there's a lot more there. And when it comes to the city building aspect, the production chains aren't very complicated, and the, res the most important resource in that game is space. It's not yeah. really anything else. You know, all that really matters is space, so that you can fit as much shit in your base as possible. And a lot of it is just slap down a thing and it generates a thing. Um, and I think that was uh, with things like farms. I mean, that's a good example. You just slap the farm down and that's food. Okay, cool. But like there's there's no requirement. You know, there's nothing else that is required there. You know, I love games like The Settlers, for instance, where build, you know, getting, even making bread requires certain other resources, you know, there's a really satisfying production chain going on there, which... God, I hate really complicated production chains. I love them in my city builders, mm. of which, <laughs> of which there are billions, is a bit of a city mm. builder, it has that aspect to it, but yeah. it's very simplified in that respect. So, to me, it's, it's half of one thing, half of another, and neither of them are particularly great, in my opinion. It, it, I liked that um, I agree with you on all counts. It was challenging enough and it was well-designed enough that I enjoyed it. But like I said, it's not going to grab me for a long time. But but there were some pitfalls that were just that are stupid. And, and I think because I'm in too close proximity to, have, to have, having played Brood War recently that I'm over the this is stupid because it's stupid thing. Where like mm -hmm. some of your guys will waste, you, you'll, you'll set them to auto mine zombies and they're doing totally fine. Then you add like a cliff ledge that really fucks up their AI and all of a sudden they walk face first into like six zombies. Yeah. And if you're scrolled back and that's on your screen, there's no notification at all. Not on the mini map, no sound cue, nothing. Um, right. And I get it. It wants, there's different pressure points. So it kind of tugs you back and forth, but stupid to be stupid is really rough on my patience. Like I, if it happens too many times in a row, I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to play this game today. And I don't know if that's a great game mechanic where a game like basically pushes you out. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd rather play Stronghold or go all the way back to Stronghold Crusader or Stronghold Crusader HD. Like, they're better town defense games because they were designed from the ground up for that. They're excellent siege games. The mechanics of putting stuff on the walls and using flaming arrows and pitch and traps, fucking fantastic. Yeah. Having a huge army attack a really well-designed castle in that game is one of the most satisfying defense or offense scenarios that I can think of in a game like that. And I don't think They Are Billions is a better game than Stronghold. I don't think it's close to being as good as Stronghold. So I'm not sure, really. I, I think maybe it just comes down to the fact that we haven't had a game like this in ages, and mm -hmm. that's good enough for a lot of people. But I'd recommend to anybody that likes their billions, go and play Stronghold Crusader HD. You'll probably mm. like it more because it's better in both the city building aspect. The ca obviously, it has a campaign, whereas they are billions doesn't yet because it's an early access. And also the attack and defense aspect is better as well. 
There's all sorts of really cool shit in that. So play that game. Weird. That'd be my recommendation. Let's take a break. When we come back, more of the games that we've been playing this week. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Dear Squarespace, we here at Co-Optional wish to lodge an official complaint regarding your recent Super Bowl ad. Now, Squarespace has been a wonderful supporter of the show over the last few years. They've enabled us to do things that we never thought possible, such as making a sizable chunk of money from three hours of poorly prepared rambling, which is occasionally about video games. They've given us an aura of legitimacy when really we're just three idiots and a guest with webcams and a dream. However, this time they have gone too far. Squarespace, how are we supposed to compete with Keanu Reeves and his custom motorcycle company? This ad cost you millions of dollars and simply but effectively explains how to set up a beautiful looking website in just minutes. It shows you that choosing a domain has no complicated setup or hidden fees. It effectively demonstrates the hundreds of wonderful, professionally designed templates to choose from, suitable for practically any site you can imagine. He has a motorcycle company. For the last couple of years, we've been telling people about using it as a blog, a photo gallery, a way to promote music, sell concert tickets, or awesome homemade jewelry. He has a motorcycle company. He even set his own hand on fire. For no practical reason, how is that demonstrating the functionality of Squarespace that you can indeed try for free, along with 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash cooptional? What's his referral link? Squarespace.com slash look at me, I'm Keanu Reeves, I'm so awesome you can't possibly compete with that. I bet he even owns a .dog domain, just because he can. After all, you do sell them and many others that we didn't even know existed. Look, we know it's the Super Bowl and you've really got to pull out all the stops, but... Squarespace and Keanu Reeves, seriously, you're making us all look bad. We've been trying our best, coming up with new ads every month, trying to desperately tie gaming, current events, and obscure references to our show in creative, but more often than not off-the-wall ridiculous ads for your wonderful service, but we can't just go around burning MacBooks and setting ourselves on fire like that. Squarespace, we love you, we truly do, and we think that anyone that visits squarespace.com slash co-optional will love it too. But come on, our egos are fragile enough over here that not even your award-winning 24-7 support could put them back together. See how many references to your company's features were cramming in here just to try and compete? Keanu's face was in the sky! We've got nothing! Squarespace, create your own professional-looking, beautiful website with absolutely no experience required. Whether you're looking for a website for your custom motorcycle company or something a little bit more down-to-earth, Squarespace is the perfect place to make it. Now, if you'll excuse me, We've got to deal with the fact that we'll never be as cool as Keanu Reeves or get to star in a Super Bowl ad for Squarespace. Given time, the healing process can truly begin. Also, seriously, we are a bargain compared to him, so please keep sponsoring us. If we ever want to realize our dream of burning a MacBook, you'll have to help us make it. Squarespace, make it to some extent. You'll never be that cool. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Mm. Mm, yes. Now this now this podcast is blessed. It is. Mm. By what? Exactly. By my dab. Oh, you missed it. By nothing. Nothing happened. Okay. <laughs> cool. I mean, that, it's for the best that I didn't we do anything. keep it that way, I think. Nothing happened. Good. Oof. That's how it will stay. <laughs> great <laughs> forever <laughs> video games what you got 
Please I've tell me you honestly... got something because this will be a short show otherwise. Huh? <laughs> Please tell me you got something because this is going to be a short show otherwise. I was on a fucking boat. I've got a good excuse. You do not. What's your excuse, Dodger? I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter and I figured nobody wanted to talk about it anymore. That's my uh, excuse. We, I think we do, actually. Okay, cool. That would be I've pretty good if you could. Um, I uh, am in that stage mentally where I just want to make every single piece of armor. And Sam, who is Hunter rank 65 or something crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm rank 9? 8 or 9? Glad to see he waited for... What? His spouse, you know, before venturing onwards. Oh, I I would feel very uncomfortable if he didn't go ham on a Monster Hunter game. <laughs> Just for me. I'd be like, please. Oh, no, no, no. I misunderstood. I thought you meant like overall from everyone playing. He's oh, ranked 65. Oh, no, 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 no. It's like your level. Yeah, your the... level. Yeah. I got you. Um, so yeah, Sam's like crazy, you know, just far off. You could have stopped. And... You could have stopped there. You could have stopped there. He's crazy. Sam crazy. is crazy, period. That we would have understood. He's always loved, loved, loved. Like one of the first games when we started dating that he was like, have, have you ever played this? Was Monster Hunter. He's obsessed with that franchise. So when this game came out, I was like, all right, I'm going to lose him for a while. And that's fine. Like he needs this. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's, he and I have been every night, like playing solo next to each other on the couch and it's super fun. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. When did you go to bed last night? Uh, I fell asleep, I fell asleep on the couch at 1am. Okay. I, when did Sam go to sleep last night? <laughs> uh, Sam was in a lot of pain, so he couldn't sleep. So he was up until like 4.30 or something. I just... Following the tweet tree of like your evening, I was like, <laughs> I don't know that Sam sleeps. I, I don't know he ever closes his eyes ever. It's a British thing. Yeah, it must be. It must yeah, be a British look, thing. The English don't need much sleep. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's how we've been spending our evenings, and it's been super it's fun. Romantic. It's um. But now that, yeah, now that I'm in the mental zone where I'm like, I want to make every piece of armor, uh, the SOS system has been super awesome in that game. Anytime I'm like, man, I just need to farm one more of this goddamn monster. You can go into the SOS system and be like, who needs help with this right now? Ah, sick. This person, I'll join on that quest. And most of the time, the monster is like half dead. And you just show up and you're like... Hey, yeah, 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 if you're me and you've got dual blades, hey, yeah, 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 and then you get the thing you need and you leave, and it's so nice. <laughs> um, the SOS oh system, I, I think, is amazing. Like I've I, used uh, it a few times in my own quests, but like I, answering SOSs to help farm is really, really convenient. I couldn't tell you what that was like. I uh, every time I try to help anyone, I either get a code. 5038FMW1 or error code 503082MW1. No clue what those mean. I've done uh, everything that they tell me to do online. I can't get to anyone. Meanwhile, I, I, I can connect to Invicta. Problem. I couldn't tell you. I, I can connect to like my friends. Mm. Anytime I try to connect to anyone who's not my friend, I get an error code. Couldn't tell you why. Don't have I've, a clue. I've only played the game at our house and we have type two and uh, and we've been okay. Oh, well, I only I'm, have a 
PS4 here. So I assume it's the office question mark. I don't know. I assume it's the type three internet. Yeah. It keeps me from doing a lot of multiplayer stuff on console. Unfortunately. Yeah. (laughs) What is type? I'm going to sound, I'm going to be the idiot. What's the type three and type two internet? I don't know. Uh, I actually don't know the difference between that either. So by all means, let's learn. uh, The NAT types, there's type one, type two, and type three. And it has to do with whether or not, uh, like how much your internet is restricting outside interaction. Um, So we have type three here because we have so many YouTubers and streamers that they wanted to make sure they got a type of internet that was going to uh, protect us, that keep us as protected as possible just naturally. Um, But unfortunately, it means that uh, multiplayer stuff on console is really difficult. Mm. So it's it's a thing that we've struggled with a lot. Sam worked really hard because Sam does so much multiplayer stuff and he plays on console all the time. Sam figured out how to get it all fixed in his room. But anytime I try to fix it, it doesn't. I can't get it to work right. It's very fiddly. Um, Most people, if you just have like normal ass internet at home, you probably have type two. Type one is like anybody can get in and out of there doing whatever they want. And type two is like, uh, there's some restrictions here just for like the normal person who doesn't want their shit messed with. Right. So, um, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the, we have type three internet here and it makes it so that, um, pretty much anytime you want to do something on a Nintendo system or a PlayStation system, it's, it's like a nightmare trying to play with other people. Oh, well, I mean, it wasn't just that. We had issues with Terraria back in the day when Jesse was trying to do that. That's why we actually set up a server, because we could never just connect peer-to-peer to each other because of right. NAT issues. It's a giant pain in the dick is what it is. Networking is a pain in the dick. There's yep. no other way around it, and that's why people that learn networking, you have a bright future ahead of you. Let me put it that way. There was good money in yeah. that. It people just doesn't make sense. that there's no such thing as NAT types. All I know chat is that when it says type three i can't do shit when it says type two i'm fine that's all that i know so don't grill me (laughs) i can't i don't understand any of it all i know is that the friends on my friends list for uh, playstation works fine anyone else if i try to help anyone or try like it will not work and i Mm -hmm. cannot explain why i couldn't tell you why I just know that it has really ruined the game for me in a lot of ways. That's so, crazy. So, like, you should try taking it home. As a YouTuber, Jesse, you're only able to help your friends, but everybody else that you try to help, you just can't. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's just reality. That's the situation. But I want to. I want that to be the situation, and everything but Monster Hunter. Genius answer from chat. It sounds like there's a problem ah, with ah. the NAT. Really. Fucking really. Thanks, Dell support or whatever the fuck you are. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome He's to old. Comcast. Sounds like there's a problem with your modem. Have you tried turning <laughs> it off and on again? No, I never I never thought yeah, really good I at never this. thought to do that. Yeah. Networking is um, really straightforward. Absolutely. But yeah, if you are able to use SOS, and it breaks my heart that Jesse can't, and I think that you should really take your PlayStation so that you can get yeah, the but full like- Monster Hunter experience. But um, the SOS system is really, really nice for just like not feeling like you have to just, just do the full grind every time. You can mm. just meet up with people who need help, right? People who are like, I've literally died twice. I've only got one death left. I need, I need people to help me with this. And you're like, I need a scale. So I'm going to totally help you with this thing. It's Counterpoint. Great. 
That yes. sounds really lame to me. That's fine. Doesn't it take away from the sense of accomplishment or don't, doesn't it, do you fall into the loop of like just answering SOSs and getting exactly what you need all the time and coming into well, half like, the battle? I, that sounds so pretty good. The game still gives you like your assigned major quests and your optional quests, which I have done every optional quest available to me because look, when Buff Canteen Cat says, I need this thing, <laughs> you you agree and you go get him the thing, right? gets you dank food and he's happy with you um you still have like your personal quests and i've done all of those solo mm. i think um so i still i still have that sense of like yeah i fucking beat that thing hell yes you know but when you're trying to grind out armor you you can never get the full armor set on just one fight okay. you know so even though I've beaten that thing and I've got lots of materials, I don't have enough materials to make, you know, six pieces of whatever. So I'll always have to fight it at least two more times. And it just makes it a lot more manageable to have this system in place where a person can be like, I'm fighting this thing and I really need help. And you can say, I'll help you because I really need pieces of that monster. <laughs> um, it makes it so that it's not as much of a grind. And it also, I think, encourages like kind of the community aspect yeah, of it. socialization, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, it's awesome that the servers are worldwide. So you play with like Japanese people and stuff like that. That's been really fun. Lots of emotes happening in there. And also, I love that if you have exchanged guild cards with somebody, um, you can find when you're just out on your own, you can find your friend's palicos out in in the wilderness and then they'll come and like help you so like i keep running into all of my friends cats and being like you want to come with us and they're like yeah Let's and then their on friend, an adventure. my friends palicos will follow me around it's adorable <laughs> well, my understanding with the sos system also is that you can't use it to kill a monster that you haven't <clears throat> already killed yourself yes so at least you've got to approve at least once that you can actually beat the fucking thing so you don't yeah, get yeah, to freeload yeah. off of everybody um, you can if if like if I was going into a mission um, where it was the first time that I was fighting it, but I realized like, fuck, I really need help. Like, I actually can't do this alone. I could fire off an SOS flare, even though it's the first time that I've ever fought that thing. But I can't. Yeah, I can't respond to an SOS flare for something I've never done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the game gives you lots of, of options to help reward you. Uh, the investigations aspect is also like kind of neat. Um, anytime you beat a monster, there's an investigation list that will update. And the investigation list is essentially like optional quests that you can put onto your roster. So you can go through and, and it'll, you know, it'll say like, we need you to capture an anjanath and you'll say sick i would love to capture an anjanath and at the bottom it'll tell you uh if you complete this investigation you'll get um so many like rare items so uh you could look at it and say man i could really use some money so you can go through and choose ones that offer you a lot of money as a reward or you could go through if you were like man i really need a gem from this dragon you could go through and pick an investigation where you have to fight a dragon and in the end you're going to get like a gold tier rare 
drop from that monster and you can just pray that it'll be a gem you know so it uh that sort of thing helps with guaranteeing you better items as well they they give you lots of ways to make it feel worth it to fight the same things over and over again okay yeah it's it's very fun and adorable um again i'm not i'm not super high rank or anything like that i'm still like a baby but i've i've played a decent amount of it already it's just you know i'm the sort of person that wants to traipse around in each new area and find all of the mining spots and see where all of the herbs are and find all the insects what can i make with these insects oh my gosh i can make a smoke bomb that's so fun right so it just it just takes me a lot longer to get through the story. It's both inspiring and insufferable. <laughs> you can play it however you want to play it. It's a monster hunter. You can be Sam and be like, I just want to kill shit. And then you're rank 65. So You're playing it exactly the way the devs intended you to play it. It's like, we put all <laughs> these things here for a reason. I'm glad you're participating. But yeah. the rest of us are like, fuck this shit. Let's get as high as we can, as quick as we can. Kill as much shit well, as possible. Yeah, like Kristen who works for Jesse, uh, Kristen and I were talking and she was like, man, I just, I feel like everybody else has blasted past me because I want to do all of the fiddly little shit. And I was like, I want to do all the fiddly little shit. So, <laughs> so we're going to go on a hunt together and it's going to be great. Well, yeah, it's cool I, the game supports that though, that it doesn't yeah. have to just pigeonhole you into one direction, I guess. Yeah, not at all. Um, I honestly, this sounds dumb, but I honestly wish that there were more optional quests. I wish that when I went into town, there were more people being like, you know what I could really use? Like 12 herbs. <laughs> I'd be like, I got you. <laughs> hmm. I wish that there was more of kind of the the side stuff that popped up. Um, Just really, but... really dull shit. Yeah, stuff that kind of palate cleansers in between killing monsters. If that right. Makes sense. It does make a degree of sense, yeah. Yeah. So far the game, like, you can you can fish in the game, right? And so far the game doesn't really encourage you to fit. Like, I had one mission from a guy that I found in the middle of nowhere who was like, I'm a fisherman. You should see if you can get me this fish. And I was like, okay, I got that fish. And then dude fucking disappeared. Have you tried fishing with the net? With the net? No. Go to a fishing hole where there's like just fish in the water. Yeah. And throw your like capture net in. Okay. And you can get like 15 fish at a time. And what? all the other fish run away. They they if you miss, they run away. But like there's a brief moment where you're like, fuck you, fish! And it's just <laughs> you get like 15. You're like, <laughs> I got them all. Yeah. Oh damn. It's great. I've never done that. You know what I did do since the last the last time that we talked about this, last co-optional, Jesse, is oh. um I found the Palico like town and my tail raiders have leveled up enough that I can send out safaris. Very nice. Um is that what you were talking about when you were like, yeah, you can get it to a point where you can send people out and they'll bring you back like monster bits? Mm -hmm. Dude, yeah, that, and sh that shit is so nice coming back and all of these kitties are like, look at all this shit we found. We killed so much stuff for you. I'm like, oh. The they more you do it and the higher level your friends are, the better they are too because it's your own friend. Like yeah. your friends are people you have met. It's their palicos as well. And yeah. so 
Yeah, I have one that I think I don't know which friend of mine is. It may just be like a random Asian dude I met, but like his Palico team is like max level. And I'm like, send yeah. them into hell. Get me everything. And they come back just like, we brought you lots of stuff, Master. I'm like, okay, come yeah. on in, guys. We, we come just on. played the game for you at that point. We that actually beat the final boss for you. Here, here it, it is. Here's all the bits. I would love that get to happen. Done. If I could get all the achievements just for having them do it. I'm just, I'm just gonna chill. You guys, you guys yeah. go kill that elder dragon. <laughs> yeah, it's like you guys are much higher level Hunter than Manager me anyway. is the game I want to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just go do it for me. <laughs> um, I want to get, idea. I want to get my tail raider affinity with the Jagras to the point that my Palico can ride the Jagras around. Mine and does. It's so it. cool. Truly made it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He uh. There's in each zone, there's one camp you can find that you can get them on your side and they'll give you like an item. So mm-hmm. I know uh, the only ones I have so far are I have the healing one that you start with. I have one that like puts a light orby on the ground that if you hit it, it blinds the animals. And right. then again, I'm going to stress this. Find that fucking looterang. That shit is so good. He just throws a boomerang at, a, at an animal and hits it and it like brings him loot. Yeah, I need it's so good to figure out how to do that. It's in either the um the coral highlands or the area that's like underneath it. It's one of those two areas the is where it's at. Vale. Yes, the rotten veil. It's in one of those two places, is, is where you meet that guy. Okay. And all you need to do is bring bring raw meat with you. And then you throw it down, and the palicos are like, oh, it's a fucking raw meat. And they run down, they eat it, and then your palico runs up and they become friends. They're like, yo, hey. Thanks to that raw meat. Here's a boomerang. And he's like, I'll use to get loot, master. And you're like, yeah. Which makes you think, like, why they didn't do it in the first place. Like, they've got a boomerang that gets loot. Surely that would also count as meat. So, you know, they could throw it at a thing and it brings meat back. So why were they so enthusiastic about the meat in the first place? Don't ask me. He was hungry. That palico, he was so hungry. He was not thinking this through. Like, later on, he's going to regret this deal. It's going to be the worst Um, trade deal ever. There's a there's like an old man palico that you can run into. Oh. Yes. I'm sorry. I just need to update. It's not the <laughs> Luterang. It's the Plunderblade. I'm sorry. Uh. My bad. My bad. Luterang, much better name. Anyway, please. I'm sorry. I agree, actually. Plunderblade is a terrible name for anything. It sounds like a really, I really like awful 80s cartoon. Could be a sex toy. Could be a blade. I like yeah. it. Yeah. The Plunderblade? Plunderblade. Plunderblade. <laughs> and the Warriors of... A dick fuck. I yeah. held my plunder blade eye. And the warriors oh, of dick fuck will be summoned. <laughs> Amazing. Oh dear. You guys are on board with this. Uh, don't worry. We've, we've we're, made we're just trying to, we are trying to get the Twitch channel banned today. We're, <laughs> we're really working on it hard. Um, but there's, there's an old man Palico that you can run into and he'll tell you how popular your weapon is. So like you go and you talk to him and he'll be like, most people choose the long sword. And barely anybody chooses the horn. But in third place is your weapon. <laughs> That's That was is my that situation. Is that a letdown for you or is that encouragement? It's like, ah, I'm not using the casual weapon. Uh, I, I think some people just want to know like how many. It's, it's crazy, the percentages, though. It's something like 24 or 25% of people use the longsword. That um, isn't a surprise. And th- and then it drops rapidly. Like the next one is 12%, then 9%, and then it's just like the the horn is 1%, and 
And the more that I talked about it with Sam, I was like, I'm going to fucking be a horn user now. It's... I'm I'm ready. I'm going to buff everybody. I'm going to heal everybody. And I'm going to smack monsters around with my giant horn. I'm so ready. It's... Well, I mean, think about it. If you read the description of the horn, it does not sound great. Like It's like, oh, great. So its primary is to buff people, but I'm playing yeah. mostly solo. So this is probably just going to well... be shit. But it's like about combos, and so like every combo you activate, like a different, it like gives you charges. Like it's crazy the way it plays, and it just seems like something you have to be very, very patient to learn. But then you become like the greatest player that ever lived hmm. because well, everything you do is like amped in, up. In a group I mean, at like that point. it would be it would be a good weapon for me to choose for multiplayer situations, right? Like I can have yeah, different- Yeah, you're not stuck you to one weapon. You can have tons of loadouts prepped to go. So if, you know, I'm normally using dual blades, but if I'm going to join a team of four, I switch to, I switch to the horn, they would fucking love me. I'd be like, what's up everybody? Let's kill this bitch. <laughs> I want to play some music. <laughs> be great. You can queue up like three songs at a time and then just sit there and play them and get everybody yoked. At some point, I will actually restart the damn thing after I had to do so when I changed my PSN account over. I haven't done right. it yet. There's some, like, I know the tutorial is an hour of bullshit and then two hours of eh before mm. it starts to get interesting. So I'm like, when I do I have three hours that I want to sit down and when do I have the patience for that? Man, do I feel like if you are like, the first three hours are like, meh, it might not be the game for you. No, <laughs> but to put it out I'll there, my dude. It may not be the one oh, for you. Oh, come on. The first uh, hour is boring as shit. <laughs> Most of the time, you don't do a damn thing. You're just following the other guy. It wasn't nearly as engaging for me at the very beginning. Um, but it, it did improve a lot. And then, like, uh, when we were doing Nebula Jazz yesterday, our DM, Adam, was saying that for him, it wasn't until he hit high rank that he was like, oh, this is what the game's supposed to be, right? So it's it's interesting. Different people play at different amounts and then go, oh, this is what I wanted out of this game. It you didn't know? take me long to get to that point. Um, yeah. Honestly, like again, the first hour is bullshit. I don't see how anyone could argue otherwise. Like Most yeah. of it should have just been a cutscene because it is you holding forward. You can't fucking do anything. You don't get to fight anything. You have yeah. to follow dude. It's like, oh, I want to get, can I just go and get, no, you're not allowed to pick that up. Follow me, follow me, Yeah. follow me. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's like, I wish there was a button that said, skip to first town area. And then after that, you get, you start to get pick up quests and stuff and it gets going pretty quickly at mm -hmm. that point. I was, I was okay with that. I was okay with the way that the initial quests were tutorialized. I think it was helpful. The way that it first showed how the flies worked and everything, that was great. That uh, was a good reminder on certain things since I haven't played since Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, and that was a long fucking time ago. Mm. So, you know, I think you get into it pretty pretty well. It's just that first hour is shit. So mm. I just need to sit down. You know what I could do? I could get my son to play the first hour and there then tell him to get the fuck and out. be like, give me that. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I did not consider that as a possibility. Uh Jesse, it's a whole new world for you. I, I you should have. get to play with Matt Mercer? What? Matt Mercer is too busy to, to play with, with you Matt Mercer for or an hour. anyone else. Who does Matt Mercer play in that game? 
literally, I'm going to say everyone, maybe. <laughs> half the but characters. The main, but the main guy, immediately, the very first voice you hear is him. He's like, hey. Oh, dude with the, the that yeah. guy. Okay, got it. I wish there was the more story about the, the one like onion knight guy who just shows up. He's like, I'm the biggest fucking badass on this island. The You're hun- like, the huntsman who just like sits there. Yes, he's my yeah, favorite I character. Who he is too. He literally just is like, Ka-ching! I'm gonna kill every last motherfucking monster. You're like, oh, you're awesome. Just, who are you? He just sits there, and then he just sits there. I'm waiting for him to do a thing. Yeah, uh, I bet he actually you... doesn't know how to hunt at all. He's just been dragging this <laughs> yeah, entire time. He just looks. That's the big reveal. Yeah, he I does some that. cool shit, but like then he goes back to just sitting and you're like, you're that guy in every fight who just stands in the background and just waits. Yeah. Like, Jeff, any intention of playing moves and kills some guys, and you're like, oh, that's the best guy. Yeah. Any intention of playing this when it hits PC, Jeff? I might. Um it's it's funny because it's almost like a generational thing, but I didn't really play World of Warcraft, so like the kind of game of get mission, go off, do mission oh, it's a big mission. You need 10 people for this. We're doing that. I'm not hating on it because I know that there's a lot of people. It's almost kind of like a snowy, cold Christmas. You guys are on the inside eating this beautiful turkey dinner and I'm on the outside like, I want to be where the cool people are. You know, like I want to understand, but I don't. It's not appealing to me. Right. Like when Dodger's it, like, I hit this hearing... SOS and we did a boss fight and he was half dead. It's it was super awesome. I'm like, translation. <laughs> That sounds I, terrible. And she's like, it's so cool. I would imagine. So, but but I know that's that. me that's not, you know. It's like MMO like players, ex-MMO players have moved on to <laughs> games like Monster Hunter. That's probably where they went. Mm. You know, you got, yes. you got basically the same stuff. You know, if you're talking about going out and questing and getting stuff to make cool armor and raiding, basically raiding, you know, against big monsters and shit. That's wow. For all intents and purposes. It's just, yes. you don't have... A hundred people wandering around the city or whatever. Not that that fucking matters in any way. So, yeah, I think that most of what we liked out of MMOs 10 years ago is in games like that or in games like Warframe or, hell, even to some extent in games like Dark Souls, which aren't particularly multiplayer, but the exploration aspect and the boss killing aspect and the getting upgraded loot aspect and leveling up, that's all there. There's probably a lot of the desire... It's still there. It's just there's no MMO that can satisfy it anymore because they're all either old or Asian and stupid. <laughs> Seriously. There I, are a I, lot I of agree. very I like stupid like Asian, Asian games. Right. Stupid. Let me let me tell you about <laughs> how every Asian game is apparently exactly the same. And I will uh, t- sure. I will use an example. I can't wait to clip specific moments. Of- <laughs> I will use an example, or I should uh, rephrase and say Korean, specifically okay, Korean. Even better. <laughs> sure. Yeah, this can only get better. Let Please, me rephrase Korean by uh, saying that I downloaded a game on mobile called Lord of Dice, which kind of sounded relatively interesting, in that it was a sort of tactics-like dungeon crawler game with collectible characters that leveled up. It's, it had a bit of gacha in there, but it had a bunch of dungeon running and upgrading. It had this weird dice battle mechanic and six different classes that all did a bunch of different things. Um, and it seemed like, hey, this is kind of different. And I'm going to jump into this thing. And I jumped into it, and this fucking UI apparently exists in every Korean game ever, ever. And it's, and it's completely overcomplicated. Completely. It's 
just overdone in every way. It's designed for a vertical phone and nothing else, which means you can only play it vertically, and it's about, you know, it's got two black bars on either side. And the UI at the bottom is always fucking identical. The way that summoning works in the game is always fucking identical. The anime-like characters doing the tutorials, they're all fucking identical. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, I have seen so many games that Are look like this. they all look alike, TB? They all look alike. The games, I mean, they all look alike. Clipped it. They Let's play alike. Clipped. And it's like, and they throw all these features at you so fucking fast and expect you to understand what all of this shit is. And the thing is, for their target market, they probably do understand it. Why? Because they have played that game a hundred times before in different uh, forms. I thought you were going to say something way more racist. Go ahead. No. <laughs> they, they understand all of those concepts. So them be, you know, usually being drowned in different kinds of upgrade materials. Uh, they, you know, it's like, well, you can, uh, you could uh, evolve this creature or you could awaken it, which would do different things. You can level it up here. You need this kind of material and that kind of material. And some are offered in dailies and tickets are offered here. And, oh, there's 20 events currently going on. Do you want to do any of those? Well, you don't have the level for that, but we're going to put it on the screen anyway, just to fucking confuse you. Look at all these features. I don't know what any of them do, but our target players do because they were in our last hundred games. I was just like, fuck me. This is, I, it's incredible. It's its a whole new world. It's a hidden world that we, hey guys, that some of us just, just get a peek in, at. The TLDR is that Total Biscuit hates Asian people, but yeah. it's kind of moved the conversation <laughs> on, I think, from there. I'm just kidding. He doesn't hate Asian people. He just hates the things just they Koreans. make. Just Koreans. Oh, just the things they make. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. I was yeah, waiting for John yeah. to like slip and be like, you know what else I hate? It's made for small hands. I don't like the small <laughs> Korean hands. God damn. <laughs> I should go on a trek through the week looking for games with identical UIs to this fucking thing, and I don't think it would take me very long to come up with a large number of them. Derailed. Derailed. We are off the tracks. The way that Jeff delivered that was too fucking funny. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I'm just saying I have the largest iPad for a reason. Right. <laughs> compensates for these tiny See. hand games oh, i thought mm. you're gonna make a penis joke now nah uh um so i, I might check out monster hunter because it seems to be people are really enjoying it and i i the thing is the thing that can make me fall over into the category even if i miss the generation is i'm a loot whore i fucking love loot and it seems like monster hunter is basically loot whoring the game that's it's all it is that's, that's, that's all it is literally the only yeah. reason to play it yes yeah. I see my clip count gradually rising. I know exactly what you motherfuckers are doing. You know, John, you, you, you seem to have gotten 400 clips at this one moment it's in time. It's what? weird how that happened, isn't it? What was yeah. that? What, what happened just then? What did you say? Mm. Let's take a look. What's I'm this one called? Odd. John hates this? Asian people. Okay, I'm going to check this one out. Oh, my. <laughs> what else have you been playing, Jeff? Uh... What? It's it's my boring. It's the same answers. I've been I still play StarCraft Nextcom. Those were my venture out. 
I did try this game that's uh maybe you guys have heard a little bit of it. I think it's in beta called Golem Gates a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, I actually have heard of this. Yeah. There's some like, um, pretty it's big it's, devs it's, behind this game. Pretty big devs. It's very early in. It's actually already like sound design, art style, graphics, very cool. The gameplay was fairly shallow, but again, that's like they're like, hey, this is this is like alpha. This is very fucking early. So I don't judge it too harshly for that because it could end up that that's a non-issue, right? It could it, it could get expanded and diversified and become something awesome. Um, but it's it's basically kind of in the similar vein of you have a central hero esque character. It can spawn out into small. It's it's not quite a Dota like game, but it's it's you know in that realm. Um, it reminds it me of like... Battle Forge, which was an old EA yeah. game. It's a kind of collect. It's a collectible RTS, but this looks yep. a lot cooler because I'm looking at the physics and the crazy right. shit that's going on and what I assume is the Unreal Four engine, and it looks fucking amazing. I knew you thought. I, I, I thought you'd think that as well, and it sounds cool too. Which is, I know that's the. I feel the the hipster gamer side of me is <clears throat> the sound design is fucking. It's uh, like fantastic. It's I find myself saying that a lot, but it's true. <laughs> Some of these games are really incredible sounding, which I think is an underrated aspect of a game. But yeah, this one sounds good. Yeah, I might wait a little longer, as you mentioned, since it does appear that it's a little early. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't want to ruin my experience of it by that, but it does look like it's right up my alley. The collectible aspect plus the RTS aspect. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that idea. It's, uh, I think it was a bunch of people, ex-Epic Games guys, yep. that are involved in making it. So there's some pedigree there, but I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Hopefully in a very good direction. Yeah. And like I said, for a game this early, what, what I was really impressed with is just how polished it looked. Like you said, it's just like, yeah, it like, guys, beautiful. I'm so sorry. We're really embarrassed to show you this. It's really early. And I look at it, I'm like, Jesus Christ. No, it, it looks, yeah. Looks yeah. I can good. see where you can improve on this. Like, no, it looks good. Um, other than that, I've been watching, not playing, which I think is a weird thing, but, it, but it's cool. I've been watching a lot of Subnautica. Yeah, uh, which I know you guys have talked about, but for me, Not from the much, outside looking in, we, we haven't, haven't talked about it yet. We really haven't had the chance to play. None it. of us have really played it. No. So is there a reason you guys, or is it just like a timing thing? Because it looks um, fucking polished. Jesse's and terrified good. of water. Okay, it's a timing uh, thing. I'm really busy. I got stuff I, to do. I, a lot of I, just got. Uh, I got so much things going on. Yeah, he's yeah, afraid of water. Into survival stuff. games. I'm not oh, sure okay. about team. Um, I would. Pro I'll certainly try it. It's more of like, how much of my time is this going to consume? Because I'm looking at yeah. it, I'm seeing this has the potential to consume a lot, a lot of time, actually. It looks good, don't get me wrong. And it's been in early access for God knows how long. I mean, it's a five-year development cycle on that game, I think. Is it really? Wow. Oh, yeah. They spent a long time on that one. But wow. eventually, I will play it. I've actually avoided watching streams completely because I want to go in there blind. I don't want to know what happens. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a cool way to do it because I wouldn't say I'm spoiled, but it's just I was impressed is what I would say. I, I I did not I'm not really you know you guys are really good at like digging in what's coming out and stuff like that. It kind of has to smash me in the face and I'm like oh there's a game there, uh, and this one was one of those games where when I saw it I was like Jesus it's it's very polished very smooth, um, it's like realistic art design but at the same time it's not trying to be you know you're, no one's like. Well, I cranked up my, I hooked my computer to my car and I got it going at a hundred <laughs> Mustang horsepower per minute. So it's, it's, you know, nothing that's like that. That's an accurate it, measurement. It, that's how that's you do computers use. as far as yeah. I'm concerned. You hook it up to your car. 
Uh, but it looks awesome. And I, I, they've done some really, the, the devs seem cool. Whenever a dev group is fairly plugged into the people that play their game, I'm really, I, I find that that makes a really solid product. A lot of the time, not every time, but they do some cute little stuff. Unknown like Worlds it. are really good like that. Like they were great yeah. with natural selection. They've been awesome with this as well. So I will check it eventually when I get around to it. Subnautica is a masterpiece, says Major Iceborg. I mean, oh, there's your box quote right there. Masterpiece. I looked a little bit at um, the new RTS from Petroglyph Forged Battalions. Heard which, of it, yeah. Yeah, it looks like they're using probably the same engine they've used for the last three RTS. They did their 8 bit series. Um, there's like 8 bit armies, 8 bit aliens, 8 bit realms, something like that, whatever. And But this one is not voxel like blocky it looks like an actual rts game which is good and their whole gimmick is you can customize your units hmm. you can choose which weapon you put on it and you can add a bunch of add-ons to it which will alter how it performs take a loadout in and you can take out a fairly large loadout actually of different units you're actually not that restricted you could take in an army that is about the size of a starcraft roster in there of different unit types and then you go to town uh the problem is with a game like that that sounds great in theory until yeah. you realize that at the start well you've really got nothing interesting to fight with so you're gonna have to do a bunch of campaign games and skirmishes to earn the research points to get stuff that's interesting to fight with and then you realize oh the thing that i picked was utter shit against the units that they happen to have and yeah. because i don't have enough of a selection of units because I haven't got enough research points to make a good selection of units, this is going to take forever. That's sort of the inherent problem of that. Now, there's a there's kind of balance issues with it. For instance, yeah, I've got a new weapon for one of my vehicles, but I don't have any of the upgrades for the vehicles which give it like extra armor or extra firepower yeah. or whatever. So generally, it's just kind of a giant grind, I suppose, of throwing your units at the enemy units hoping to outproduce them so you can beat them i'm not really you... sure how they're gonna handle that in the long run i know for the <clears> multiplayer <throat> they made it so that you are grouped into tiers yeah. so you're only going up against people that have roughly the same amount of research done as you have but to start off with the single player it is a little frustrating to have to go through that I find myself having the same reaction when someone says, have you checked out this new RTS? Like I immediately, I almost get sad and I'm always in my, like I get downcast because like the RTS genre for a lot of people has become that like 75 year old gymnast carny where it's like, they used to be fucking incredible at what they did. And now they're like still trying to make it work, but they are the 75 year old gymnast trampeze artist or whatever. So they're like, Here's our RTS. No, no, come back. Wait, this one, this one has fucking laser. We dolphins. nailed it this time. Laser, goddamn dolphins. You're like, and they're like still walking away. Like, no, no, no. And bears, laser bears. I'm talking about Command and Conquer here, obviously. Yes. And, and come back, please. And, and like, and instead, it used to be RTSs were like unabashedly like, no, this game's punishing. It's fast. It's hard. You feel like a goddamn god when you win. And it's really it's really tough. But now RTSs are like, no, no, it's easy. Okay, stop. Listen, there's more. Uh, and we have sexy ladies and laser dolphins. Can I ask like a general question? Just like throwing this out there question. 
because it's something I've always wondered. Um, when RTS is going back like, oh my God, 15, 17, 18 years now, taking it back, um, those games, very popular on computer, right? On PC. Yep. Yep. Um, the market for PC, I think, even though it was still very, very large, it was when it came to gaming, there was like the console gamer and there was the PC gamer. And the PC gamer, which is where this whole, like, I assume uh, PC Master Race deal comes from, is like, we are the hardest of hardcore gamers, and the games we fucking play are, like, crazy hardcore, and that's just, like, how we fucking roll. And so RTS at the time was very much like, this shit is hard. Um, and then there was console games, mm. which could be anything from, like, JRPGs to, like, fucking Mario to whatever. It did, did, like, there's, there's even hard stuff on there, but the point is that... The, the RTS market was mainly for PC, and the PC gamer was a different type of gamer. And then over time, as more and more people get access to more and more PCs and saw the potential to play more and more games on PCs, is it because the market was like, no, it doesn't relate to us anymore, that there was a shift? Or is it because the genre itself got stale? Or are, they, are all the factors like they come together? I just have yeah. a lot of questions. I'd theory. love to know the I've always had a pet theory on this. My, my, yeah, you, I've got one hit as well. A couple let's, nails let's in the head there. Uh, real quick, it's just I, I feel like the average gamer in general, as time has gone on, has wanted more often to be rewarded or have a kind of a encapsulated gaming experience where it doesn't have a payoff every very long period of time or there's not kind of a torturous chunk of time. Now, before I finish... That being said, there are anomalies which are incredible, and, and they maybe invalidate the entire thing I just said, but like Dark Souls, an incredibly difficult game that is just known for how difficult it is, essentially, is wildly successful. And that flies in the face of what I just said. My, my counter-argument to myself, which is amazing that I'm doing that right now, would be uh, that there's like one Dark Souls for every 200 fucking very easy water right. games and i think i think i, I think what's funny because even i was trying to like okay i have to counter argue i feel like because we live on the internet we live in a world where we know anything we say there's gonna be like fifteen thousand comments about how we're wrong so we're like i gotta jump on this shit before i <laughs> so but like i the point dark souls and games like that are aberrations they like are few and far between they come along and it's like oh my god that's amazing but you're right it is as and i think as more and more gamers who have that vibe of like, I want to be rewarded for the experience went to um, PC, which was very much about like skill based or like, you really have to, we're gonna, it's going to take 15 hours to do this one campaign. And you're just like, yeah, I'm in it. Uh, that slowly changed. And so now PC games are very different. And so um, I think maybe that's a lot to do with RTS in general. I've got a, a couple of different ideas on it. Uh, I think the idea that we don't want to play, difficult multiplayer competitive games anymore is nonsense because the most popular games in the world are difficult competitive multiplayer games they're different they're not real-time strategies they are league of legends they're dota they're counter-strike they are that kind of thing and they're all team-based which is an interesting change from rts which is inherently <laughs> a 1v1 genre i also feel like at the time that rts was popular Nobody had a fucking clue how to play RTS outside mm. of South Korea. Streaming didn't exist. The way that people played <coughs> RTS was terribly. You know, we're talking like 10 minute, no rush. Oh, you're not allowed to use this unit. You can ban this unit. I mean, there were literally games that had that in their lobbies that allowed you to ban certain units, for God's sake, because they were 
designed around that, and that's how people played those games. As soon as we realized how Brood War was actually played, then it was like, I got no fucking chance in hell. Ever. Ever playing this game online to any basic degree. Mm-hmm. Which means that you're left with either playing casual games against your friends, comp stomps, or a campaign. And a lot of these RTS games as of late have lacked the campaign element in a pretty severe way. You look at the way that Command & Conquer did campaigns, they're very memorable. The green screen yeah, cutscenes, the, fa- the famous actors bringing fucking Ric Flair in and everything like that. It was fucking awesome. And they had some really good single-player modes in there, despite also having the multiplayer. And you could buy those games, play the campaign, and probably be satisfied by it. And I think the only game you can currently do that with is StarCraft 2. Arguably Grey Goo. It did have a good campaign, but it was a bit short. <sighs> so maybe not that brilliant. Oh, these other RTS games that are coming out barely have campaigns, and the campaigns they do have are uninteresting. You know, they don't have those green screen actors. They don't have that crazy plot. They don't have the insanity of the previous titles. So you're left with the multiplayer, which ends up being super fucking hard, even when dealing with shit like Tooth and Tail, which tried to make it easier. As people discovered, some of them quite recently, it turns out you can get completely fucking crushed in Tooth and Tail over and over again, even though they've simplified the game. And that's not... If you're getting crushed and crushed over and over again, there's only a small group of people that have the amount of tolerance to keep getting their ass kicked Mm. and to actually get past that point. I very much so agree with that. So I think think RTS is one of the worst games for that, followed by fighting games. I wonder what the drop-off rate on fighting games is for playing multiplayer. I'm going to imagine large on many games. Very, very large. I don't like playing multiplayer in fighting games because there's all like the second a game comes out there's you're already running into people who crush you yeah because there's probably a lot of techniques they've taken for the previous game they may Mm -hmm. already know a character pretty well and then they just wreck you at it and and regardless of how good matchmaking gets it gets worse the smaller the community gets it gets I almost worse like and worse and worse. The, the, the lifespan of World of Warcraft, though, as kind of, in my opinion, the way I see it, and of course that doesn't mean it's necessarily true, but um, I see it as a an interesting example of what I'm talking about, where like towards the beginning of World of Warcraft, unique armor, huge quests were like fucking the, the accolade was that, oh my God, you did it, or you have that armor. It took you 80 hours. It's impossible. That's incredible. Wow. And then you go to World of Warcraft now, where all that stuff can be done in a couple of nights. And it's it's because, in my opinion, the average gamer does not have... They, it's not commercially successful to be to be that guy, to be that gal on a big, big game. But I do agree with your assessment that, you know, the biggest esports are very difficult games. I don't know if they're necessarily the most commercially successful. They're very, they're, they're way up there, right? But uh, um, even like a game like Overwatch is more popular right now than CSGO in sales, but is like the far easier FPS game. Very different, it is. of course. And it's behind in terms of esports viewership. I think Counter-Strike just had their biggest viewership ever. Mm-hmm. Like it's still growing in the majors. 
and it helps the Counter-Strike is a very watchable game, and we've had this argument 5,000 times before about Overwatch not being a very watchable game, not yeah. being a clean game, not being an easy game to tell what's going on. But if you look at the top, top esports games, they're extremely popular, massively popular. Counter-Strike, League of Legends, Dota, those mm-hmm. are your three, three biggies, very, very popular and then I think you've got sort of the fighting game scene sort of off to the side where you'll watch multiple fighting games. Like, you might like one particular game over another, but you'll go watch Evo and you'll watch everything at Evo. Like, there's enough uh, maybe in common between all of these fighting games that if you understand the basics, you can enjoy watching a great deal of them and see why they're so hype. So I think that, that that's, a, that's a very different sort of thing that's off to the side where they've got their own community where they support, like, all the games that are in it instead of just one. Although, obviously, some games are a bit more popular viewership-wise than others. More people are probably going to watch Street Fighter than will watch Blaze Blue and all that kind of thing. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's tricky to get a single-player RTS right. You know, at the moment, it's obvious that They Are Billions has taken off to some extent, which is weird because I don't think it's very good. But (laughs) apparently other people disagree with me on that. Is it a case of you've got to incorporate elements of survival? Is that what people like now? You know, do you have to incorporate elements of current genre du jour in order to make RTS work rather than trying to make a classic RTS game? Because how many people have said, we're making a classic RTS game, guys, and no one fucking buys it? But they, have they have they done that though? Like actually, yeah. made a, like a good story based RTS game that gets uh, people to I buy mean, it Gra- rather Gray than Grey like... was pretty good in that respect. I think the story was very secondary though, right? Yeah, the I story mean they got the main, some like... hardcore like CG in that for the cutscenes between missions. Like they they really did put quite a lot of effort mm. into into like the missions. A good story? That's the question. Um, no. Yeah, and so like. <laughs> The reason why, I think the reason why a lot of the RTS games in the beginning were what you saw was like when, when you had the original ones, it was all about like, okay, this is a cool little thing. I'm building bases. Blah, blah, blah. And then it became like, okay, how do people keep people interested? And so when you saw the sequels and all the, the bigger versions of those come out, it was all about story and things like that. And over time, it sort of faded into the, it's about the online PvP aspects. But I never really think that's what it was. I truly think the reason why people got addicted to RTS was because it was like, you are you are part of this, like, I am building the castle to fight Lord Von Doom, and I shall have an army of airships, and my goblin riders will go out. Like, it's that kind of shit. People love that The only reason stuff. I can do that is because <laughs> I set the difficulty low enough that they're going to give me 20 minutes to do it. Yeah, Whereas if you ever went online, care. that would that's never fun. happen, you know? That's fun. Building yeah. and building my battle fleet is fun. I love that shit. And then like being like, go fleet. And they just like destroy the bad guys. That shit's great. So, and I never. So how do you make I, a game that is designed around allowing you to do that without it basically saying, here's 20 minutes of me doing nothing to allow you to build up your army of doom? How well, How do we get to that point? Or do we get rid of a lot of the whole base building and teching up? And just come down to, you can bring the Army of Doom in pretty much immediately and fight from there. Because other games have tried to do that and failed miserably. There's, there's, there, I, I think the idea of, of building bases and like upgrading and making your way there is fine. I just think that 
everything is so PvP focused when it's like we want to make it so that when you battle someone, it is faster and everything is more exciting and like it isn't just people sitting around building stuff. It's not really as faster as... than the old shit though. Right, like, but as long as was PvP fast. is a huge deal. I mean, this is the inherent problem. As long as the PvP aspect of it is important to people, which it always will be, we'll never have like the older version of an RTS game where it's like because there was no uh like crazy matchmaking shit going on, on the internet or like you know multiple faction whatever we were playing other people it was just like you versus like the scorpion army you would you would like just have fun and it was about just like tactically building stuff and like i've got to i don't see those as being here. incompatible honestly like you can go if you go and say there's an open source version of the original red alert that you can play right now and you'll go on there play it multiplayer and get absolutely fucking destroyed and that game is pretty much the same pace as the original Red Alert was. And they had no problem creating a campaign that let you do exactly what you just described. So it seems to me you could very easily do both without there being too much of a problem. But you would need that campaign. You'd need that really good campaign. And there hasn't been an RTS that had that really good campaign for a long fucking time, with the exception yeah. of StarCraft 2. I think it just costs a lot of money to make something like that work and make a good campaign and have a good story. Uh, and, and I don't know in today's day and age that uh, people can see the investment in something that would clearly be more single-player focused than PvP online. We can make money off of this for the next 20 years kind of shit. And that's just the way like gaming is right now. Everything has to be online stuff. That sucks. Sometimes it's nice to have a game where you don't have to worry about some guy who has played 5,000 more hours than you shitting on you. True. In which case, single player is the way to go and probably the reason why they are billions as popular. Hmm. Yep. It's not so... Some... And you can pause. Yeah. The intensity of the helps. game has a built-in mechanic where it's like, all right, it's too much. Let's dial it back immediately. Yeah. All right, let's go a break. When we come back, we'll find some news for you. And if not, we'll waste your time. It's pretty much been the show up to this point. I don't see any reason to change it now. We'll be right back after the break. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the co-optional podcast for the final hour or so of the show. Wow. Which, which is usually news of which, God, there's not been a lot, really. Two weeks in a row, yeah? Yeah, it's been... Two weeks in a row of being like, ah, I mean... Fairly quiet on the Western Front. The world. And there was something that I thought was interesting that I think it might be a good topic for us. Mm. So, it's not made major news or anything, but the Zaktronics game, the latest one, what is it, Opus Magnum? Yeah. So, here's the thing. So, initially, Opus Magnum got rejected by GOG as not being something that they would want on their store. Basically, right. their, their internal curation came to the conclusion... <laughs> that it wasn't something that they wanted to sell. Uh, okay. Now, needless to say, that got public, and a lot of people yelled at GOG, and then GOG relented and agreed to sell Opus Magnum. Now, as to why Opus Magnum wasn't being sold, it was really down to their own personal decision internally. Their sure. internal curation... Because they actually curate stuff on the yes, team. Yes, th that's the thing they actually do. Now, whoever was responsible for their internal curation 
looked at this and thought this is not what we want. Right. And people sort of lost their shit over that. People lost find... their shit on the internet? Never. What? Yeah. It's it, it, impossible. Please. Impossible. But what I find interesting about that is that over the last few years, we've had various arguments about Steam and its lack of curation. And especially over the last year with Steam Direct, there's basically no internal curation on Steam at all. Like, they'll let anything on. It is possible to report something enough to get rid of it, which has been the case in, you know, there's been a few games that came along that were doing things like gay bashing or they were blatantly racist. You know, they got rid of those. Or games that just weren't even games. They didn't even work. They got rid of them. Mm. But outside of that, they haven't curated anything. And their argument for that is that one man's trash is another man's treasure. And sure. mm. here we see the, the sort of opposite end of that spectrum where something which has been agreed by quite a lot of people to be a very good game was something mm. that whoever looked at it that day at GOG said... No. Right. It's not what we want. Which is their prerogative. They can it, totally do that. It is. It is <laughs> Until you yell at them, then they'll change their mind. But it's okay. Yeah, which to be fair, as long as you are polite about it and you show interest, that's kind of the way that it should work, right? Mm -hmm. As they initially said no. Oh, we got this wrong. Obviously there's a bunch of interest. We can clearly see that from the response that this has got. So we'll reverse our decision and put it on the store. And right. no harm, no foul, right? At that point, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that, that, seems, that seems like a reasonable way to go. But that's when the story takes a drastic turn. <laughs> no, really. What happened next? No, that's it. no, that is the end of the story, yeah, well. and it's selling that's well it? on GOG, and it's in their charts, and everything's fine. Yeah, Damn. that's about as far as it goes. But... It does bring up an interesting conversation about, actually, do you really, really want Steam to curate? And mm. if they did, this would happen. And you know what? It would be far, far worse than it happening on GOG. Because if this happened to Opus Magnum on Steam, their game is dead in the water. It's, yeah. you know, Steam is a huge retailer. They have a massive position in the market. If they denied your game from appearing on their store, it might as well not exist in the minds yeah. of a lot of people. Which is important to note because, you know, it's with a, a full heart, I get to announce that TB and I have been working on a game called We Hate Asian People. And yeah. it's going to hit. It'll be pretty big. Pretty big. <laughs> you know. Good night. Good night. It'll be designed for people with very small week. hands. Good night, everybody. Oh, dear. God bless. Go, no, go. I, I agree with your point. Um, it's interesting because there's going to be people that adamantly are like, wow, you're, if my seven-year-old son was in there and saw general jousting, which they would. Right. Uh, imagine me having to explain a dick fucking a dick in the butt till it fills a chart with cum. I mean, that has to be explained to adults, really. I mean, that doesn't make any sense at all. I'm actually still waiting for my explanation. Good, solid explanation. <laughs> <I need> to... <laughs> what is this? To be fair, Steam has some very, very basic guards against that kind of thing. You know, if you give a Steam account to a miner, you can set it up with certain restrictions that they would never see that. 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm past that's, all that. I, that's not really a problem. I mean, I know of this because I have to do that because I have a 13-year-old son in the house. So there are certain things that I'd rather he not see on Steam. Mm. So I just, there are fam- you know, there's plenty of family filter options for the thing. We've all been 12 years old, though. I, th- I think it's really a funny idea because, like, a kid shopping on Steam, if they're, like, seven, then they probably shouldn't. Not to, not to parent your kid for you. Maybe they're, like, a really old soul or something like that. Well, I'm fairly sure they're not allowed a Steam account at the age of seven. I think it's illegal. Or at least on their parents, whatever. Service, my my point is, idea. like, the yeah. argument is gone. Yeah. The, the idea that, like, a 14-year-old kid could be exposed to a dick fucking a dick, it's like, I'm sorry, your kid's already drawn those dicks in all of his textbooks. You need to go look at it. It's there. Sure. Uh, it's we're, we're over this. So the idea of, like, actually, what, what what's the selling point for me is a game goes to market. There's, like, let's say it's a small game. There's 20 people that worked on it, worked on it for, like, three years, and then Steam's just like, no. <laughs> they're dead. They're, they're dead in the water, like... <laughs> The, those years are gone. Maybe that's their career. Maybe they're like, well, I'm going back to finance now because that was my try, you know. Uh, I'd rather the market decides everything. I Call me a p- capitalistic fucking scumbag, but if a game's going to sell, let it sell. If a game's completely inappropriate, then it probably should have some safeguards to remove it. But we don't need Jim Barnstein uh, of, of Valve, Seattle, Washington, yeah. sitting in Valve being like, I don't like eggs having sex. You know, it's a game about eggs having sex. I don't like it. Get it out of here. <laughs> well, you know, we've, we've had these arguments that people in the chat will make the argument. Well, you know, there's we don't need every fucking Java, kiddies JavaScript project to be on Steam. Right. It, my counter argument is this. Something that looks very much like a kiddies JavaScript project. I ask you all to go and look at the game Dream Quest. Go and go to Steam. Look up Dream Quest. Look I'm at the screenshots to. for Dream Quest. I'm doing it right now. And what you will probably come to the conclusion of: this looks like absolute dog shit. And you would be right. It does look like absolute <laughs> dog shit. Ah, yes. This yes. looks like a quality game that I'm I waiting would love for the turning point. It looks it's like coming. absolute dog shit. It's not. It's actually very, very, very good. And right. it's probably it before Slay the Spire was a thing. This was the original dungeon crawling deck building game and is arguably in many ways better than Slay the Spire, despite it looking utterly fucking hideous. <laughs> and that's saying a lot because Slay the Spire looks hideous, but this, this is a, a level beyond that. Now, hmm. you tell me that this would not, in a very likely circumstance, get caught up in your purge of JavaScript kiddie games that shouldn't be on Steam. Because right. I find it extremely likely that somebody would not spend the time to dig into the mechanics of this to find out how good it actually is. And it is. And that means that this game would not be on Steam. And that would actually kind of suck. Because despite it looking like that, if you can actually get past how it looks, and God, I wish they would improve that, you know, I'll happily turn around and say, please remaster this and get a new fucking artist for the love of god oh my god they use stick figures yeah they use stick figures like this is fucking drawn in ms paint it's as simple as that it's still actually a very very good game and games like this get caught up in that kind of curation because they look like dog shit you know they look like some student project that was made in a week and there and are more happened- games like that there are way more games like that Think about the dozens of people that bought this game that never would have played it. You know what I mean? Hardy ha. <laughs> this game's actually sold very well on iOS, I will have you know, sir. 
I'm interested to know how much it actually sold on on Steam. Uh, there are <laughs> dozens of us. Dozens of yeah, but the thing is, it's a very very niche game. Like, yeah. are we going to start getting rid of niche games now because they're ugly? Because I don't really like you know the uh, the only argument that I can see that is good for curation on that level is if, and this is if, the other games, you know, these other great indie games are getting hidden under a pile of dog shit. Right. And my question to people is, <laughs> is that actually happening? Because yeah. I can tell you this, on my Steam, it isn't. Now, maybe that's because I use my Steam a lot. And maybe mm. that's because I use my Steam in a way that is unusual. I go out of my way to look for new shit. And I'm probably Steam's dream user for data gathering. So, you know what? I never see any of this bullshit. I have to go out of my way to look for the supposed piles of shit that are on Steam. I have to go out of my way to find them. Um, they are you say you're a shit digger, John? Yes, that's a bit of a, a bit of a muckraker, as it were. Shit huh? I would gobbler. have to go out of my way to find them. Just gobbles up shit. So, if I have to go out of my way to find them, then I have to ask, is it actually as big a problem as people are making it out to be? No. Or is it simply a case that my Steam account is really well refined because it's done discovery and curation a lot and it's got a bunch of games on it so <laughs> steam's magical algorithm understands what i like and is that the so, ideal situation that people are going towards so my ideal games that i always wind up purchasing are like small indie games right um but even then it doesn't typically curate and suggest games like new games that i would want to play a lot of times what I wind up having to do is I go I go scroll down and then it's got the list of like popular games. Yeah. Which is generally maybe, all good. Right. Maybe something in there is what I'm looking for. But generally what I wind up having to do is go to the all new releases tab, which yeah. is almost entirely DLC. Well, you know you can so, turn the DLC off, right? I know. And the the way that it like scrolls through that shit is so unintuitive i think because you have to if you've started if you're already on like the second page say and then you start seeing a bunch of dlc and you're like oh i want to turn off dlc well you can turn that off permanently and you probably should by the sounds of it you can do it permanently yeah how um it's in one of the never filter mind options. i'll ask you later <laughs> yeah it's in one of the filter options you can turn it off permanently you don't have to deal with that what that would change my life yeah that would that does make things a but lot easier the yeah but the point is steam doesn't suggest games that i want to play very often steam does a good job of suggesting games that, that i'd want to play very often but again i wonder how much of that is down to the way that i use it versus the way that other people use it well that's and what that's what i'm saying is it's that hard to say. i i don't play AAA games on there either very often and and it doesn't do that for me. So, yeah, I guess well, it's a, I guess it's a difficult argument because everyone is seeing a different front page in this game in this mm. thing. So yeah, some people may be seeing a bunch of garbage. I never do. Like so, I'm like, what's the problem? Like these are all interesting in some way. Mm. I got some news. 
I well, I think Jesse had an opinion. He's just trying to formulate Does it into though? a way that makes sense. I, I he mean, might not, but let's hear him out regardless. Do it, Jesse. All of this sounds like uh, internet bullshit to me. Um, everything, <laughs> every bit of it. Uh, <laughs> the reason why people are upset at GOG, to me, is because they didn't want a game that turned out to be popular on their service, but had no one played that game, no one would have given a shit. Um, mm. And GOG just thought that it wasn't going to be successful, probably, and they were like, we don't know what the hell to make of this game, so we don't want it because we're curating. And the only reason why people give a damn is because it turned out to be something people played, and so people jump on the bandwagon and like, that game was great, fuck GOG. Meanwhile, on the other side, you have people who are like, uh, you know, we don't want curation because then we'll miss out on certain games. But like, the entire time, I'm still complaining about how there's too much shit on Steam. So like, it's all just internet bullshit. Like, it, no one's ever gonna be happy. There's no possible answer that's gonna satisfy everyone. Uh, it. God bless people like you know Valve trying to fucking work in this landmine, this minefield of the internet trying to please everyone with God algorithms bless and Valve, shit. Those good guys, you know. You know just what? I'm trying to make it. everyone happy. Just trying to do the best thing they can. People shit on them, but like they have literally flown people out to try and figure out like how to fucking fix shit. So you can't hate on them. And it's wow. tricky. They flew As it turns out, to out fix shit. it's quite hard. Yeah. Quite hard to fix saying. it. Like you've it's got tough. to approach this problem in a multitude of different ways. And yes, that also involves using people outside of the company to be yeah. influencers and recommendation guys, people that you can trust, that will actually look through that shit. And you might say, well, that's offloading all the work. Uh, yeah, but maybe it's yeah. offloading the work to people who are more qualified. Because yes. I don't think Valve's server engineer is more qualified to find good games than I am. I'm sorry, I don't. Well, without a healthy, balanced diet and a healthy snack of which you could balance out your diet with, you couldn't do any of the above. And thankfully... There's companies out there that are just doing the research they need to to create those kind of products for us so we can do this. Filled with you know green I mean? penis. Oh, my. <laughs> I, Jesse, come on. We start with, this sounds like internet bullshit, and we end it with, is internet bullshit, though. good guys just trying to do the right thing by everybody. No, no, Come no. I would, never, I would never say Valve are good guys. I'm saying they're trying. Valve is, is just like everyone else is. Valve are not good guys. Valve's just are. Yeah, you know, Valve is a company. Here. It's just and they're not going trying anywhere. to consume money. Yeah, there yeah might but be like, good people there. The, the, the concept, though, evil, is it, it, like, not specifically the good complaints either. is what I'm saying is there's no... Yeah, the internet user, the, the video game consumer, there is no like perfect scenario in which they're gonna be like, Yes, I'm very happy now and content. <laughs> That's yeah. never fucking happening. So, like, you can either yell at GOG or you can yell at Valve. All they're doing is trying to make a buck and run a company and like <laughs> doing it in different ways. But neither of those are gonna satisfy everyone, and literally everyone's just gonna shit on them no matter what they do. So, yeah. like, it's internet bullshit. I, I, but the reality is crazy. The vast majority of people are actually perfectly happy with it because they're not the ones yelling. Steam yeah. has a lot of fucking yeah. users. So does GOG. Not to anywhere near the magnitude of Steam, but the amount of people yelling about this kind of thing is a very small vocal minority, which means that the service is working relatively well for most people. So it's doing all right. It can always be improved. Everything can be improved, and they should continue to improve it. There's plenty of things they could do.
But that takes time. And you can't just throw money at the problem and make it go away. Doesn't work that well, way. They're I'll trying, though. Money. They're trying very hard. They're just like, take the money and make it better. <laughs> Doesn't work and that I'm way. I'd, I'd rather they do that than do nothing, so fuck it. I got to uh, take all that money and just throwing it at VR right now. That's all they're doing. Every last cent. No. It's like the... Otherwise, oh god, news-wise it's just been fucking dull as shit. It's like, well, there's lots of cheaters in PUBG, and we try to stop them, but they just keep coming. So, we're going to... Cheaters? Yep, uh, they have various measures in place. Like, they're going to disable Steam family sharing, because apparently that's a bid to halt cheaters. That's an interesting one. Uh, they're going to stop using an external program called Reshade, which apparently allows you to fuck with the foliage and view distance in some way. But what they won't do, which a lot of people have been asking them to do, is to region lock the game so the Chinese can't play. And here we go again. I'm back to hating Asians. The Chinese can't play <laughs> on Western servers, which is what yeah. a lot of the player bases ask for, because that's apparently where the vast majority of cheating is coming from. Interesting. For some reason. I could not tell you the reason you, for the that. The Chinese are cheating? Is that what you just said? Yes. Okay, just want to be clear. You know, that sounds worryingly familiar to a quote that I heard from somebody else quite recently. Hmm. I wonder if that was the goal. Anyway. <laughs> apparently... <you> office? <laughs> I mean, why not? It's not like you require any qualifications to do it these days. Apparently, PUBG Corp has banned over 1.5 million accounts. Holy fuck. That is fuck. a shitload of accounts. Fuck me. That's a lot of people. And apparently, it's not doing much. It's, it's China's really... where the game is biggest, isn't it? I mean, China's player base is absolutely massive for that game. Yeah. Let me get it's back huge. on the soapbox. I've said this before. Banning people is not what you do. You actually, like permanently put them into in a with other cheaters. where they only get queued with other cheaters yes yeah yeah i'm actually not sure why they haven't implemented that yet they wouldn't know they wouldn't buy another account they would keep cheating against each other eventually they'd, they'd figure, figure it out they'd figure obviously it out. yeah but it's, it's about buying time it's like the, yes it's like the idea of muting somebody on twitter versus blocking them right if you block them they instantly know and then create a new account and continue to be an idiot if you mute them, it takes them a while to figure out that you can't hear their bullshit. Right. That's an effective method in games as well. Can I say, for the record, I would love to see cheater esports. Oh, I would love yes. to watch PUBG, oh where they God, all all the cheaters. Shit out of that. Wouldn't that be incredible? Like yeah, a video I would game watch the shit out of that. At that point. That would be like just like they have the guy playing and there's like a hacker in the background, like and the guy's like bigger gun. I would love that shit. In my mind, it's like a cool movie. It's they're flying through the matrix. I want that shit so bad. Same. That would be amazing. Yeah. Where the oh my god, there's gotta be like the hacker Olympics. I'm just not cool enough to know about. Does that shit exist? I don't But like not like boring hacking where they're like in DOS. I mean like where they're in their Unix system flying around skyscrapers and shit. Where's that? Mm, matrix that. hacking? That was the better one. Yeah. Mm. That's a K6 chip. Triple the speed of a Pentium. I will have you know. 
When it comes to quoting hackers, Hack that is one planet. of my main skills. <laughs> Hack the planet! Hack the planet! Also known oh as the big God. red book that won't fit on the shelf. Even uh, the way you said that is how it's said. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some of, the, some of the posts on the PUBG subreddit are really quite amusing under the anti-cheat update. One of the most high-voted ones is this. PUBG doesn't need anti-cheat. PUBG needs anti-China. Just nice. saying. User Total Biscuit too. That's weird. That was oh, it's strange. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He seems. And I thought he only disliked Koreans. Apparently, it's extended to other oh Asian nations God. as well. Where are we? I don't know. <laughs> strange, strange place. We're in Trump's America, Dodger. To answer your question. No. Oh, oh dear. Good night, everybody. It's been good. <laughs> It's like, hey, pop, pop right, just put us all on the second Vulcan Heavy, please. We're done. You put know us, what? Put Let's us in the second back. Roadster. I got one, John. We can we can bring all it back right. to a wholesome story. Wow. Yesterday, the uh, the internet, you know, had a moment where it inhaled, and a hero came back to streaming. And oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> please no! Please don't do this. No, not I now. Don't- I don't know anything about this. No, and it broke my. It don't. broke my. I was live streaming and it broke my live stream. Whatever happened broke Twitch, and I don't, don't know what know. it is. Nothing happened. Literally nothing, nothing happened. Nothing it was you. Happened. You broke Twitch. I broke Twitch. So yeah. It was. It was Jesse, you guys. Jesse with his eight big boobs. They were phenomenal. <laughs> like, the internet could not handle the eight bit boobies. They put the pixels in just the right place. They were perfect. I mean, fr- frankly, Jeff, I was expecting you to segue quite nicely with uh, speaking of cheating, but yeah. oh, I guess well. you're just not on. Uh, you're not really on board with that. I uh, honestly, joking aside, I'm just afraid of because there's <laughs> afraid di- of the it's fan base. Divis- yeah. It's a dis- uh, divisive is the word. Yeah, divisive yeah. subject where there are people that vehemently will argue <laughs> that it was a normal thing. That it was just a guy coming back to streaming after a little while. It wasn't anything about the hype from something else. Oh, definitely not. Crazy. Yep. Th- those <coughs> are just parts of Twitch that I don't go. Because like, I know the sort of demographic of my audience, and I see the demographic of those people, and my audience is twice their age. I'm like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to stay in my smaller space. And I'm okay yep. with that. I'm actually okay <coughs> with that. Because fucking hell. I would not want to be in a space where I'm responsible for that many 10-year-olds. That is too many 10-year-olds for anybody to handle. To me, it's more like when I when I look at numbers like that, I get anxiety like, God, I would not want that. <laughs> like, and I don't think it comes to many. a point where it doesn't many. really that's matter anymore, many. does it? Once you get past a certain point, it's like, does... Fucking two hundred fifty thousand actually have any difference whatsoever be- with three hundred thousand? Not really. Well, I mean, I, I there's wonder... like there's only two people that could tell that tell you the answer to that question. I guess. No, there are, there are only two. Yeah. Uh, I guess I just I wonder whether or not anybody has ever reached even even not even that many viewers, right? But like just in the upper echelon of uh of twitch viewership and been able to really maintain like a close community feel no i feel like it's impossible no no absolutely not well hey no before we go further let me there's people in chat that understand i will i will say this non-trolly i know this is a oh oh, god yeah i definitely trust you 
to be able to do that. But yeah. No, no, I will. I you want to you, you want to take the bullet for this? You go right I'm ahead. So lost, but go I'm, right I'm, ahead. I'm, all right, I'm I'm going to do it. So go for this it. is for the people that don't understand what happened. All yours. I actually <clears throat> I prefer in video format because I can fully explain myself. It was kind of dumb to tweet about it yesterday because there's people that misconstrue it. So Doctor Disrespect, who no. is one of the fastest rising, uh, one of the bigger streamers on Twitch, certainly in like the the top tier. Um, ended up publicly kind of ousting himself as someone that needed to deal with a family issue where he was unfaithful to his wife. This is all what he said on his stream. And he said he's going to take some time off to do that. He's a big guy. It's a very famous stream. But the video, uh, him crying about it, kind of him dealing with this was its own thing. Like people saw this. It's kind of amazing. It's never happened before on this scale on Twitch. So it had its own life. Uh, but he took time off, presumably to deal with this, came back on February 5th, which is yesterday, and his stream as a single streamer hit concurrence of, I think it was 380,000 or 390, something like that, a number that it was the second the closest highest... person is Tyler1. Yeah, according to Slasher, esports journalist of some note, he did say that this was the most concurrent a single streamer has yeah. ever received. Uh, some uh, people are disputing there's, this. There's some debate on that. Yeah, uh, but well, I actually, <laughs> but I actually trust Slasher's sources as opposed to random 13 year olds on the internet. So I'll stick with what Slasher has to say on that one. Yeah, he is generally right when it comes to that sort of thing. So, so, so to yeah. finish anyway, up, it doesn't matter. Biggest, biggest single stream people. ever. Um, it, he conducted himself fine. He's a character streamer, so it's not like he sat there and was like I cheated on my wife. It was awesome and nothing like that. But the the element of hope not the element of drama generating hype and advertising and creating a situation where a guy who normally has 20 25 maybe 30,000 viewers sometimes even less 15,000 still very big obviously would come back after a month and a half and have a nearly 400,000 person stream and right now he's streaming to 80,000 people it'll keep going down obviously yeah obviously it's a big normal. deal um is a expected there's nobody out there that doesn't have stories of logan paul getting more subs or such and such movie celebrity cheating on someone and then you know becoming more famous like it happens we know that but i think it was uh, a little bit jarring for a lot of us streamers just because at the same time the idea that that is what does bring in that kind of numbers or at least part of it uh, obviously it's not the only reason but um, him to just taking a break and coming back. Associated yeah, with you. The, yes. And it's sad to see exactly. that scandal mm -hmm. and drama are things that, you know, we've known that that's worked on YouTube for a very long time. Mm -hmm. That's been a hugely effective way of making a lot of money. And we're seeing more of it on Twitch. And that is yep. quite sad. I, I don't think it, it's good yeah. under any circumstances. And there's a lot of people that get locked up in the argument. They're like, well, what? Do we not forgive him? Does, should, he, should he lose his job? No, I don't think anyone uh at least prominent and you know fairly coherent is saying anything like that and, and the, well and i mean again, for a viewer I, that's up to you as you know yeah. do you want to watch a person that did that thing or not that's an individual decision that you have to make and honestly i would even go further maybe john doesn't agree with this but i would tell you it's okay if you do by the way like uh you can't really watch a movie as the weinstein shit's coming out that well no you can't have it's someone a fair point. in there that's groped somebody like it's it, pretty it terrible something wrong yeah you know that's yeah. fair that is fair so it's just that was the talking point. It, it hit uh, record setting levels. So that's why it was a talking point. But I tweeted about it yesterday and my God, you guys, 
I had some people. I mean, it's, oh, it's Twitter, well, you, so you it's kicked not, wow, a what, fucking wasp's nest. I know. By going anywhere near that shit. I didn't even think I was. That's the funny part. I was. I, I, I like stepped into. You know how like sometimes a house turns into a wasp nest. Like I, I barged oh, yeah. through the door and rolled through like seventeen feet of of wasp nest and got mm-hmm. up and was like, "Holy cow!" It was like just more wasp a nest. situation. It's incredible. Yeah. So that was my I, day. I feel like this. I, I think it goes back to the idea uh, that a lot of um, YouTubers and streamers and just influencers in general have which is they're viewed as time more as a commodity rather than a person. And so his, his commodity, like what he was selling, people were interested in and at that moment buying. And it was the mm-hmm. hype around what it was. And they wanted to be there for the event. It had nothing to do with him personally. I don't think, Yeah, I don't know this person. I don't know the situation. This is the first I've heard of it, but like literally it sounds like it's, they went for the event and it's the same thing when, you know, anything happens that is of, of major note, on like this i trying to think of the last time there was something weird that i heard about where like this this girl went on a stream and like painted her face like a clown and like cried and got twenty thousand dollars in an hour like that kind of shit and it's like okay i don't think it anything to do with her i think it's the event people went there to go be a part of whatever weird yeah. shit was there yeah it really and is I think it's, that's, it's the zeitgeist it's the not, and that's really all it is and it, it doesn't last but it's it's just weird that we're in that situation now where that can happen live and people can click one link and be right there involved, you know, basically as bystanders to a car wreck. You yeah. know, it's, it's fucking rubbernecking being taken to an absolute extreme. It's like Twitch plays Pokemon is another version of that. Like it's a different side of that coin. It's like everyone want to be a part of that event. It was a weird thing that happened. And so they could be yeah. a part of it. It's just, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. That's what it is. And uh, we'll see how, I mean, it's obvious this is someone important on Twitch. God bless. I, you know, here's to continue success and less cheating on your significant other. Yeah, maybe don't yeah. do that again. That's, that's all I'll up, say buddy. on that one. Yeah. Just I, won't go, I won't go any further than that. Let's do some releases, shall we? That sounds like a yeah. good idea. Don't get the wrong idea, Dodger. Huh? Our fart joke. Oh, okay. Oh. Let's do some releases, you guys. Come on. I definitely farted. A it was all right. Ago. I was just wondering <sighs> how you knew. <laughs> so many farts happening. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. There's I mean, lots I, of farts. I, I, I muted Mike several times over the last five minutes. I'm just. Ooh, I'm, so many farts. I'm just being as. Ooh. Gotta get him nice out. Nice. Well, fart casting, all right? Yeah, Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. But I haven't farted, but my dog farts all the time, so it basically counts. I mean, I, I look at that dog, and it looks like a farty dog. Really. He's a farty dog. It does. It, it does look like a smelly, smelly pooch. But you know what? That's yep. fine. <clears throat> that is fine. The rest of it, what the rest of it, makes pooch. up for that. All right, let's have a look at some video games, shall we? We've got some of those. We also have a release list that we've been having a little gander at. You know what's not on there? What's that? But is it worth talking about because it's not on there? Okay. I'm guessing it's not on there. Phoenix Point, right? Uh, well, that's not out on Steam yet, I don't think. Is, is it going into early access on Steam? Good question. Because it's like this. I, I backed amazingly... that game and then I never paid any attention to it after that. Huge I, play, pedigree, I played the working prototype. Looks amazing. Nobody knows when it comes out and they're having issues, I guess. I mean, I hope they take as long as they need with it because I played the working yeah. prototype and holy shit, was it rough. 
No Was question about that. Um, but I'm hoping it'll be good. Yeah, it's by you know a lot of the guys that were behind the original XCOM. So <laughs> that'll hopefully be nice. On February the 6th, here's an interesting turn of events. You remember the fellas that made Hatred, that game that caused, well, I guess a bunch of non-troversy for mm -hmm. it because it was the spree-killing game. Well, right. they all, they, for, uh, so a lot of people don't know, they actually released another game a long time ago called ISIL Defense, which was literally you on a base shooting ISIS people as they invaded the U.S. coast. Uh, which sound like nice people. Well, now they've come along with Ancestors Legacy, which is a squad-based real-time strategy game, which reminds me quite a bit of Myth. I don't know how many of you remember the Myth series, but back in the day, that was quite the good RTS. Uh, what well, it, it wasn't oh. a base-building RTS; it was a very kind of squad-based RTS. But this looks really fucking good. And I saw the, this at PAX South. Every the open the beta, line was huge to play this. The yeah. open beta, the multiplayer open beta, has started today and holy fuck look at this thing it looks pretty damn good right yeah yeah i'm very interested in trying that. i might try that after the show how do you go from a serial killer game to a very like isis killing game which is just like crazy They're like yeah just now normal this. it's well, called growing the fuck up is what it's called <laughs> And I feel like yeah. they did that. I feel like it clicked. Eventually, they were like, maybe making shit isn't going to get us a lot of money, guys. Yeah. I'll say one thing about Hatred. It had a really good aesthetic. It was creepy as fuck. It was, a sort of, it was black and white noir with, obviously, a lot of red. And it looked good. The lighting was fucking incredible. Like, what, that, what they were doing with that engine was excellent. Uh, but, obviously, the rest of the game was kind of shitty. In this case, I mean, this looks very intriguing to me. Mm. Uh, so I'm very interested to know about that. And it's very much inspired by medieval European history. So looks like more realistic unit types, less magic and stuff like that. So I'm going to try the uh -huh. open beta after the show, I think. That looks quite good. It does look good. It does. Dodger, you had one. Uh, Satellite? That you one? did, yeah, Satellite. Uh, yeah, this, look, there's not <laughs> very many games available. Uh, and I do like a visual novel with good art. So this one looks like there's robots and there's good art. There's one panel of a girl in a bikini. I don't know. So Jesse. Okay. Me? What? Mm -hmm. uh, how? How? So there's, there's that one. The other see, one. That Jesse I, doesn't I, play that many visual novels. Because again, so you know, that goes back to the work for porn girl genre. bikini though, bro. It's no. the work for porn genre. You've got to read a bunch and then you get depends. a little bit of porn. Yeah. It depends on the visual novel. In okay. some of them, you're like, I'm a new guy at school. I'm so excited to start my high school life. And then you walk into a room and there's a naked girl there. They, and that's a game I'd play. Sometimes that, they I don't have to work really... for it. You know what, <laughs> yeah. Jeff, you're right. I, people today are so late. We don't want to have to work for our rewards. You were right the entire time. I don't you know, want to have to work for game, the game. I just wanted to be there. As much as it yeah, says, you were right. We've got so it's lazy. a visual novel. It's actually got a little <laughs> bit of adventure element, like point and click in here as well, as I'm yeah, seeing in the trailer. I love and that, that. That is interesting. Like it looks like a post-apocalyptic sort of drive around the <laughs> desert kind of game. That right. looks kind of neat. Um, the other one that I snagged was the the re-release of Shadow of the Colossus. Oh today. yeah, a little yeah. controversial that re-release, and I. How come? Uh, mostly because 
the, a lot of the techniques that they use it's to get the it. Same game. No, <laughs> no, it's not though. Uh, for, some, for some people, that's been the thing. Is they're like, oh, well, of course that's it right. is. It's, it's just a game with nothing in it. it the, the thing is that yeah. some of the techniques that they use on the PS2 to get a game that looks that good working involved a lot of visual trickery, which actually turned out to really be part of the aesthetic of the game. Right. Uh, one of those being the very washed out look and the other being the fog. They use a lot of fog techniques. Now, that's gone from the remaster and the graphics are a lot cleaner and a lot brighter as a result. Now, some would argue that that's an improvement, but some would argue that that is not. You know, it's a very yeah. subjective thing. Um, there's been numerous examples of remasters where this has happened. Um, one being, I think, where people universally reviled it was the Silent Hill collection. Mm. where they took away all the fog in a fucking foggy horror game, which is right. not a very good idea, generally speaking. But for Shadow of the Colossus, it's a toss-up. I, I personally prefer the old art style, and it would have been nice to have the option to play both. That would have been pretty cool. Outside of that, though, it's also one of the greatest games ever made, and you should probably look at it. Mm. Mm. Just what, I also just like that, that while we've been talking about this, people have just continued to watch. Well, satellite. I can't. I, I mean, it's not on Steam, so it's not like I can bring up the footage from there. But <laughs> outside of that, um, you've got uh, Mercenary Kings Reloaded Edition. I think this is coming to Switch as well, which is pretty good. Um, Mercenary Kings came out a while ago. It was sort of a little bit of a metal slug crossed with roguelike looting kind of game. And this version is a reload edition. It's got a bunch of new content. And it's also going to be available on different devices, which includes the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation Vita, of all things. So I, I'll pick this up for Switch, definitely. This game was quite a lot of fun. And it looks like they might have ironed out a lot of the holes in, in the gameplay that worked. It was quite a repetitive game. Let's just put it that way. You know, because the levels weren't really customly designed. But I'll, I'll check that out. That, that seems good. We also have Black Hole on Switch and Bleed 2 on PlayStation 4. All right, moving on to February the 7th, we have another Dodger game. Indecision. Uh, this game, the description is a haiku platformer, short and vague. Oh, wow. Great. I got to know. I got to play it. I got to know. What does that mean? A the haiku platformer? What the fuck does that mean? I love this. The description is as follows. It's a platformer. It's short and vague. You won't feel like you've achieved anything. Wow. That's fantastic. Self-aware. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that basically is the co-optional podcast every week when I wrap the show up. <laughs> like, in every way. Except for the short... hours, you won't achieve anything. <laughs> yes. It's long and vague. You won't feel like you've achieved anything. There we go. Fair enough. Uh, Jesse, you spotted Card Crawl, I noticed. Yeah, uh, this is a game... I saw it and immediately thought, my God, Dodger will probably be playing this for a week. It uh, She probably very... already has, because it was on iOS... Yeah, I guess that's very true. Um, it is a very uh, cute-looking card sort of uh, dungeon crawler game. A yeah. solitaire-style dungeon crawler. Looks yeah, good. it is. Um, I picked it up initially on iOS. I personally didn't enjoy it that much because there's a bit too much solitaire in it and not mm. enough of everything else. But this is good news for me because these guys came out with a second game called... Um, oh, fuck, what was it? Ah, uh, Card Thief, which was a stealth game using cards, mm. and it was fucking brilliant. The art was amazing, mechanics are just creative as fuck, 
And if they're bringing Card Crawl to PC, that probably means they're also bringing Card Thief to PC. Which is a good thing. So, if this isn't your thing, keep an eye out for the other one. Or, if you want something on iOS, get them on that too, because they've been out there for quite some time. But yeah, it, that, it is good though. I know a lot of people enjoyed Card Crawl. It just was a little bit too much solitaire for my liking. Outside of that, uh, not much really on... Treasure, Ad Treasure Adventure World. Treasure Adventure which, World. It was one that I snagged, yeah. Ah, yes. Which uh, is? It's, it's a, a puzzle, a side-scrolling puzzle-y game that looks like it might be kind of cute. It is that. You are mm. on a magical shrinking boat in your pocket. You search for legendary treasures and solve tricky puzzles and battle formidable foes. This looks, Yeah, you're right. This looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I like the look of that. Moving on to February the 8th. We have another Dodger pick. Uh, yeah, reptiloids. I can't Why? believe that. Why did you? I can't believe that Jesse didn't grab this piece of I, art. <laughs> I showed it to you. So we wouldn't pick it. So we what would not the fuck? pick it. I was we like, this is an example it. of a bad game. With everyone. Oh, You're a dude God. Trying to save I think the nice thing about this trailer is it shows one. everything about the game. <clears throat> I mean, I'm get, I was getting a strong impression that I know what this game is about. It yeah, looks like a sure. very cut down version of Dead Rising without everything that made Dead Rising can people, good. Can people hear the audio of this game, TB? No, I don't, I don't do that. I don't put that through. The voiceover is literally this guy going, Wow. All right. Oh, okay, I will I will cool. using live <laughs> using live production magic, okay. I will make this happen for you. God, I hope that I don't have anything else wow. with sound on. All right. Let me let me put this back on. Okay, we're oh, going to add a little oh, sound right. here. We're going to unmute this. Okay. Nice. We are running sound right now. Oh, you weren't kidding. It's using stock music. Whoa. <laughs> God damn it. God dang. Right, okay, that is quite enough of that. You know what's going to come out is this is the kind of game that was made by a fucking algorithm. Like, not a single yeah. human actually touched it. Was not involved in it, yeah. It, uh, YouTube and now you know why I don't generally play sound on fucking trailers. Okay. Wow. Jesus Gotta Christ. save my girl for her. Okay, right. <laughs> moving on to one that you hopefully picked. Oh, not the Jesse version. Please tell me the next one was picked not just for laughs. Yeah, this is a game <laughs> that I've actually been looking forward to coming out called Aegis Defenders. Okay. Um, Ooh, I it looks feel so like good. I've, yeah, I've seen a lot of um, footage wow. of this game. Wow. <laughs> what a good looking game. That's actually the sound for that game you as well. You have to save your girlfriend. They were all, they were <laughs> you all gotta done. save your girlfriend in Aegis Defender. <laughs> what, what you Switch, don't know is that these Switch are actually all acted by Matt Mercer. Like, he's just uncredited. Oh, man. Matt Mercer plays every character in this game. He is in everything. It is true. He is, and is very noticeable as well. He's become the new Steve Bloom. <laughs> yeah, soon he will be playing Steve Bloom. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Mercer will just become Steve Bloom. Yeah. We might need more voice actors in video games. Maybe. Yeah, This uh, the, so it's a sort of platformer combined with a tower defense game where you can mm. fight, but you can also place defenses and shit. This looks yeah. really interesting. Ha. Wow. I've been following this game for a bit. It looks cool. awesome. Whoa. Yes. Is that a wow. fire slug? Wow. Right. I've got a pick. <laughs> there might be wow involved Is in this as well. Is that a fire slug? 
It's called fucking Laser League. Okay, yes. Oh, there's, I'm a, in. there's a lot of sort of bullshit about it being the next. <laughs> this is going to be the next Rocket Look at League. All those blah, blah, blah. But yeah, but I mean, I think that's bullshit. But it does look like <laughs> a very entertaining Tron. You know, it's, it's a bit Ooh. of Tron in there. I'm getting a little oh. bit of Tron from there, a little bit of Gladiators, and a little bit of Light Cycles, and a bit of, um, oh God, Ricochet. That fucking amazing oh, game on two parts Rocket League. Fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, this, this mentally looks, out. This looks this looks quite cool. So they apparently they've been uh, working on this since 2014, and it looks pretty great. And now they have a trailer with streamers in it and their face cam. And now I suddenly oh. don't want it anymore. It's now I gotta watch this. Yeah, maybe you should. Do- oh my stop, god! Stop doing Whoa. that in your trailers, please. Wow. Uh, and there was another one I found. Which, Sexy girls play it too. Well, yes, possibly. The name of this game wow. did not inspire too much confidence, but Laser League. It's called Nightwolf Survive the Megadome. It's okay, very much like, you know what this very looks 80s, cool. I don't care. This looks cool. Very eighties kind of Mad Max. The com- the yeah. most co- popular combat sport in the world is the Megadome. Survive the onslaught of motorized enemies and dispatch them with style. The crowds will love it. I fucking love car combat, especially Push when it's done well. And I love the fact that it seems like they mixed that in with um, a Running Man sort of future game show style thing. This looks pretty legit. I've, if you like this, John, have you checked out a game called Mario Kart? It's come out a few different times. I don't recall Mario Kart being a satire of future capitalism gone wrong. But well, you it just might don't understand be. the underpinning complexity. Maybe I of Mario just Kart. don't understand. Maybe it's an indictment I just don't of capitalism. That. Mar- that's what Mario Kart's about. I mean, it is about. Yes! It's about grabbing coins and then the guy at the front gets screwed over somehow. Right. Right. I mean, I'm sure in some way that that applies. It's about banking in America. This game does look cool. Yeah, it, but is great. it two parts Rocket League? Because if it's not, two I don't parts think I don't. Rocket I don't League. think it is two parts Rocket League. <laughs> All right, then why do I even care? I don't know. Maybe I'll I can get a few streamers in there. We'll make uh, I was just gonna say I don't see streamers playing this either. So now yeah. I don't know if I can. Okay, I'll, I'll get connect a few streamers with it. in. It's the Dark Souls of Rocket League. Oh my God! <laughs> That'd be the stop. perfect game. That'd be the perfect game. Wow, this is a Dark Souls of Rocket League. All right. I also, can play my girlfriend. Big, uh, big deal release for those of you that like Civ. Rise and Fall comes out on February the eighth. That's going to be a good game. I, be, I have played a little bit of the expansion, nowhere near as much as I would like. But the Zulus just got announced today, and holy shit, their abilities look completely broken. So I'm very much looking forward to playing them and running over everybody. So that should be pretty cool. So yeah, big expansion. They always make. Civ games better. I actually can't think, and I wonder if chat can, of an example of a Civ expansion that has not significantly improved the game. Actually, there is one. Civ 3 Play the World was Man, pretty shitty. Man, that took shitty. you about two seconds to answer that question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I almost... challenge you guys to find what You know what? There is It's one. almost like it's I a... preloaded that question in a way that would make me sound smart. It, it, it is possible. But outside of that, you know, they Civ 5 had what? Uh, yeah. Gods and Kings, which was a huge improvement. Civ 4 had whatever the fuck that was, which was a huge improvement. Yeah, so it's gonna, it'll be probably a big deal. And hopefully they improve the AI to some extent. I will play that. Yeah, I like Civ 5 more than 6 personally, but if this makes it better, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've played more of 5 than I have of 6. Like, 6 for me felt like 
This is better as a base game, but the problem is 5 with both expansions exists, which is a better game than this. So it's like, I, if I really want to get into this, I need to wait until there's at least one expansion out, which there now is. At least there will be in two days, so that's great. Um, the Switch is getting Disc Jam, by the way, which is a really fun Ricochet-style sort of volleyball game with laser discs. Mm. So you might want to mm. grab that. That seems like a really good platformer for that. Aegis Defenders is also coming out on Switch and PS4 that day. Is it so weird that when neat. I hear volleyball game, I still think boobs? Um, No. I think you're I supposed think to. There's a solid association between the two that's built up over a while. Although <laughs> boobs as opposed to arse is a strange association when dealing with volleyball. As opposed to thighs? As opposed yeah, as opposed to those things, the derriere. It's really volleyball. There's an emphasis about an emphasis on the derriere as opposed mm. to anything else. So I do find that a little odd. Moving on to And now for Dodger being awkward for twenty five minutes, just like Oh yeah, boys are uh, yeah, because Dodger is really boys awkward around the subject of asses. Yeah, she's no, known to be really, really shy about. I wasn't, that kind of I thing. wasn't referring to that. I was referring more to the three guys who are like, yeah, and then boobies and ass. And she's just like, <laughs> I want to play a side scroller that features a kitten running through boogers. <laughs> play that. Uh, yes, if I have no doubt. If there was a titty involved, I'd be fine with it. It's just moving just on. A single titty Whoa! off the kids. Wow! This is a game where a cat side scrolls through boogers and the final boss is a tit? What? Now it is. Genius. Yes. It's a, it's a big. Thank you for putting huge it in commentary. the game. Final boss is a tit. Just one. Huge commentary is... on capitalism gone wrong and the weaknesses in our society. <laughs> A case of distrust is what I'm currently feeling about a lot of you. On February uh, the 9th... Yes, case of distrust. It's a narrative mystery game set in 1924 San Francisco. Mm, you uh. play as private investigator Phyllis Cadence Malone in this mm. historical 2D adventure game. Looks nice. I like the aesthetic. I like the aesthetic cool. too. Very cool. Looks like it could be interesting. Yep. There is Looks a... Like it won some uh, Sundance Awards as well. It won a lot of shit, uh, which makes me think it's more of a movie than a game. But hey, I feel I feel like this has been on our list before. I remember seeing this Is before. I, yeah, I don't know why. Well, I mean, if it was either I was looking thing, into it or it was on the list, I don't remember. But I've, I, seen I've never seen it before. Uh, so whatever. Uh, Descenders is one I spotted, mostly because I keep getting pestered by the same PR guy to try it. Um, he's very good at his job, by the way, Mike Rose. He's very good at yelling at people and getting them to try games. It's a procedurally generated downhill um, sort of extreme mountain biking game. So you've got procedurally generated courses and terrain and all sorts of shit like that. Um, and it looks like you go really fucking fast. And it looks like its terrain is really fucking awesome. And you could do stunts and shit. So that may very well be worth looking at. Uh, it looks appealing to me as someone who has no actual interest in mountain biking. It still looks appealing because going downhill very, very fast on a vehicle is always entertaining, especially when it involves backflips. So, yeah. There you go, Mike Rose. You got your little plug for that one. Oh my god, he went <laughs> over go, a Mike. train! He went over Hope a train you're happy, in that Mike Rose. Damn it, yeah. Mike Rose. Michael Jonathan Rose. He used to work for Gama <laughs> 436 Western Avenue. Yeah. And got a real job. Awesome. Uh, we've got a version of Dragon Quest Builders for the Switch, which apparently runs pretty well, according to testing, especially if it's, it's plugged in. It's not a bad game. It's it's a Dragon Quest game that's yep. basically Minecraft. It's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's not too shabby. There was a, I think there was a version that came out for 
the Vita that ran like absolute dog shit, but apparently this version, even for portable, is pretty damn good on Switch. So that's nice. Pretty happy about that. And why on earth? Could you please explain why you chose this one? Yeah, hey, uh, real talk. We rarely promote fighting games on uh, our list. And so Undernight uh, in Birth is like an actual Man, really that's the good most anime game. fighting of anime fighting games. That it's one. super anime, but it's like right up there uh, with like Guilty Gear and Blaz Blue. Blaz uh, Blue. With like actual quality and people love this damn thing. So like, Check it out. If anime fighting is like your jam, it's up there. It's up there with those two. And it's it's hmm. it's very good. So I mean, now for me would say that it's a bad time to release this, but let's be honest, the audience yeah. that are playing Dragon Ball are not playing Undernight in birth. So right. yeah, I think it's a it's a very different niche audience for those hardcore anime fighters. So I'm sure it'll do just fine for what it is. Yep. Yeah. Moving on They're to They're spoiled right now. They have two good games. They got great choice. Them. Yeah, incredible choice. And I do yeah. still mean to play Dragon Ball, despite not knowing anything about the Dragon Ball universe, I was successfully convinced last week to give it a shot, and I, I will, I will give it, it a try. I will, Speaking I will of which, uh, tonight they're announcing what games are at Evo, I think? They're announcing Evo stuff tonight, I believe is the plan. So, well, Dragon Ball's almost certainly going to be there. Finger crossed the for Dragon Ball, because that will be Oh, it'll be there, there's no fucking question. Uh, yeah, that'll be amazing to watch. I, there's also rumors that, you remember the old... The, my Little Pony fighting game they were trying to make, and obviously they weren't allowed to do that, so they changed it to um, the very excellently named Them's Fighting Herds, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. They released a trailer Perfect. a couple of days ago, and it actually looks fucking hilarious. Like, it's really well animated and shit. So, who knows? That might actually end up there. I know they demoed something at Evo a couple of years back, but it's like, oh, that's this came from a My Little Pony fan game, and it actually looks like a legit fighting game now. So good on them for I mean, making that happen. That's hardly a rare thing for My Little Pony. They also spawned the sexual revolution that is furries. I think that's incredible. I don't, they, I don't know one, that they, they were, that, they were not they responsible for that. Absolutely. Uh, they might have spawned it in the hearts of many. Bronies, perhaps, furries, yes, but... but furries definitely not. They have existed for longer than the internet. Nope, furries were just, just seen in the early 90s, you guys. Nope, you are totally wrong. Moving on, February the 10th, as chosen by Dodger, you have Snow Globe. Yeah, uh, it's a VR point-and-click where you like wake up in a weird deserted area. And I like the idea of VR point-and-clicks, so... It's a good it's a good use of the tech, isn't it? Because like, basically a point-and-click is for all intents and purposes an escape room. So really, yeah. that works perfectly well. And you can keep the area relatively small that you move around in. And since it's a game about looking for things, you can hide things in the most silly places. You can pick things up and rattle a jar to see if there's something in there, look under a table, physically actually bend down to do that. That's mm. a pretty cool use of it. You also have King of the Eggs. Yeah, it's a it's a four player, it's a multiplayer game where you're trying to everybody plays an egg and you're trying to crack the other eggs. Okay. This has a very um wow, that looks a lot like uh pit people. Holy shit, does that yeah. aesthetic look quite close <laughs> to pit people? Pit people. These are the kind of games that don't generally do massively well on PC. Do better on Switch and stuff like that, but it looks like oh, it the, I don't know if it... Yeah, it looks like it has online multiplayer, I think. It's got multiplayer and then local multiplayer listed and then co-op and local co-op. So I'm going to assume it has an online feature. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. But yeah, may, may, maybe I'll wait for that to come to Switch to give it a shot, though. 
Looks fun, though, certainly. And I think that was about it, honestly. That's all we could really find of interest this week. Couple, In the near you know, future, Darkest Dungeon DLC, and you best have them back on the show to talk about that bitch. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I'm Fucking still waiting for them it. to update yeah, the iPad version because the Switch version is like battling with the worst set of controls known to man, but the iPad version is out of date. They still mm. don't even have Crimson Court on it, let alone their new one, which, oh, God, what was the name of it? Cosmic something or other? I don't know. That's coming out. Um, so, yeah, they really sort that out. They said next couple of weeks for those releases. So I'm just waiting for that because the iPad is a fucking fantastic um, have venue Have you not played play otherwise, John? Yeah, I played a ton of it on PC. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, but, I lo- but that game is fantastic for portability. Yeah. So when it came out on Switch, I, I, I thought, that like sounds... the best iOS game you can play, man. Yeah, Holy and God. it is. I mean, you can play it, and it's very, very good, mm-hmm. but it's lacking Crimson Court. So it's really quite far behind. Um, so it, it's like, I don't really want to waste time with another playthrough before I can yeah. have to start again to do Crimson Court, because it will not integrate. You know they won't let you get in there halfway through or whatever. If they do, well, well done to them, but they probably won't. Yeah. But yeah, I, on an iPad or on a phone, generally a tablet, because you want the space not to fuck up when you're moving inventory around. It is by far the best way to control it. And yeah. uh, the consoles are a really bad way to do it. The Switch version was really disappointing in that regard. Which is a shame, because it's a great game. Love that game to bits. I'll probably be playing Darkest Dungeon 10 years down the fucking line. I know. It just, I, get, I bet it ages well, too, because it. it's just got a simplistic art style, but unique, and it's just so good. Yeah. And that art design. That's what I'm saying. Huh? Art design. So Sound good. design in particular. It's a genuinely creepy... In, it's a, I use the word intimidating, I think, is the yeah. best way mm-hmm. to describe that game. That, that game is constantly intimidating. And that's because of the music, and it's because <clears throat> of the sound of getting hit by something. Everything sounds like it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Like nasty it. stuff. It's good stuff, though. Cool. Wow. We actually ran over time there. That was unexpected, considering we had no real news of note. We made shit up for an hour. Congratulations. We had some giggles. Well Perfect done. Well giggle. done to everybody. Mr. Jeff in Control Robinson, thank you very much for coming on the show. The question is what can people expect from you over the next couple of weeks? What's going on? Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. Jesse, I think we should do this again. This is, you know, come every. Just to prove that it wasn't some sort of complex use of visual trickery. With the hologramming. Yeah, it could have been a hologram. Um, Not impossible. Holograms. Well, I know a lot of you guys in the the viewer base here are are Warhammer fans. I'm actually heading down to Frontline Gaming Studio in San Diego on Thursday. I'll be doing a stream and probably recording a battle report, which will go out on their YouTube. And I'll tweet it out, of course, if you want to follow me on Twitter and Control TV. Uh, but I'm going to be showing off my brand new army, the Custodes, which I'm really excited about because I think they're gorgeous models. It'll be really fun. That's the best place to watch um, Warhammer 40k on Twitch. Like it's it's really yeah. hard to see it anywhere else. And then they put their videos up on their YouTube at Frontline Gaming. I'll, I like catching the battle reports every now and again on, on the Frontline yeah. Gaming YouTube channel. It's good. They they understand how to film that. Yep. And make it interesting. You have to. It's it's crazy. It's like. They do it in 30-minute videos to give you an idea, and they use, like, yeah. six cameras, which is what you'd have to do to film Warhammer. Yes. Um, yeah, because, it, so. it, you know, it can drag on a lot. So there's a lot of editing goes on, and stats come up on the screen and shit. It's the way to do it. It's like, yeah. that sounds great. Fuck the work that it involves, but 
You know, the fact that someone is doing that, that's wonderful. That makes us all happy. I am um, waiting so for my copy of Necromunda to arrive. It should be very soon. Your what now? My copy of Necromunda to arrive. Yeah. Mm. I got are... it all painted up and I can't wait. People are going crazy over that. There's also, I guess, like Shade Spire, the physical game, not just the... Fucking Shade Spire, man. Like, I looked at that and thought I had no interest in playing Shade Spire because it's a Age of Sigmar game. I'm like, uh, I don't care about Age of Sigmar. And everybody in the board game community has been oh. going nuts over Shade Spire over the last year. I'm like, really? You this <clears throat> this is this is really good, is it? So I might yep. end up picking up Shade Spire just on the basis of that. It it's not something I'm really interested in, but I mean, the dwarves are still kind of dwarves, and the undead are still sort of undead, even though they changed everything around to be weird and shit. So, yeah, maybe I pick up Shades by and give that a shot. Certainly, People are uh, loving it. It's it's so great that there's now a cheap set of specialist games to play, because for the like the last ten years, oh, I know. Games Workshop were like, "Fuck this, we're not making any money out of it, so we're going to cancel every specialist game we have and just push." <clears throat> Warhammer Fantasy and Warhammer 40k and fucking The Hobbit because apparently that's what makes us money. But nope, yeah. they have uh, they very much uh, brought those things out again and they're getting great responses to it. So well done to them for that. That's they're wonderful. actually like seven hundred percent better company the last five they, years. Or they so. are massive improvement lately. Massive improvement. Doing great. Uh, and just to wrap things up for me personally, guys, I stream on Twitch at Incontrol TV. Um, I play a lot of strategy games, but lately I've been completely obsessed with doing the long war two mod for XCOM two. And, uh, we have a really nice community. We just relax, hang out there. And that's it for me. Thank you guys. Well, there you go. Jesse, what you got? Hey, yeah. Uh, so much like, uh, Jeff, my army of sanitation engineers is coming together <laughs> and, um, I'm really excited to uh, show those off for the first time. I, uh, also stream on, uh, twitch.tv slash Jesse Cox. And wow. I do YouTube at the exact same time, wow. doubling up the game. Wow. On Jesse Cox on YouTube. And I uh, cry myself to sleep because I do both those things, I guess, is the answer. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. And uh, hopefully, if speaking of YouTube, if this damn fucking platform ever works right, I might have a video uploaded at some point today. Don't been be processing ridiculous. for four hours. That will never happen. Swiggity sweet. Keep it up, YouTube. That's why people use your fucked up platform still. Yeah. Well, the plus side, if all the other channels leave, I will have a monopoly. You will. You will have a monopoly. Yeah. I will be king of a kingdom of shit at that point. In the country of the blind and so on and so forth. Dodger, what's coming up on your channel this uh, week? What's going on? You can... Sorry, I feel like I need to sneeze. You can find me at Dex Bonus on pretty much everything. <coughs> there it is. Um, I stream a lot. And that's about it. Hey, I've also got a coffee company. You can find it at dodgercoffee.com. You have scammed people into actually drinking that stuff. Well done. Yeah. People I wish it. I could scam people. You just you don't have the motivation of the gumption. You need more gumption in your life. I do need more gumption. You've been in LA for too long. The gumption is gone. I wish I had more gumption. Uh, we should deal with that on the gumption side yeah. of things. You know what would be nice? Gumption, that residue that forms between the foreskin and the, right? Is that what... that's, that's something else entirely. Yep, that's right. That's right. That is, I learned uh, that, that is uh, smegma. That is not penis. in fact What's gumption. What's the name of that game? <laughs> wiggle penis. Yes, that famous classic wiggle penis. Wiggle penis. My God. Oh, what a good name. 
It's phenomenal, really. I don't see why it hasn't been used already. You know, that's when it all I got, guys. I use all my good jokes. Indeed. When it used jokes, to, so. when it comes to gumption, hopefully, if we get the time this weekend, now that it has been fixed, we can get our group together and play Full Metal Furies, that four-player yeah. action RPG game by the guys that made um, Rogue Legacy. We we did try to stream this two weeks ago, and it was the most broken game we have ever played. It has now apparently been patched 12 fucking times, so we're hoping it's been fixed. So we will try and get something together for that. That should be fun. Outside of that, uh, I have the unfun treatment tomorrow, but once I'm off that, I'll be back to hopefully making some videos, because I'm still sitting on that... Uh, what is it? Tesla versus Lovecraft... Uh, yeah, Tesla versus Lovecraft video I've got to do, and... All sorts of things like that for the Curation Club. Another episode of the Snark Tank, since that seemed to go down pretty well the last time we did it. So we'll be doing more of that. And hopefully a stream or two. That would be quite nice. As for those asking about Shoutcraft Kings, hopefully towards the end of the month. I'll see. I will look into it. There's a... Let me put it this way. I look at the Blizzard calendar that we have access to, which has got all the community events on. And all of the events are in red. There's a lot of fucking red. So it will be tricky, but we'll see if we can fit a tournament in there somewhere. If Jeff is up for that, that might be quite good. I'd be up for that. That would be pretty That would be pretty nice. And next week, we will be welcoming, after three years, back to the show, Pyrian Flax, who has managed to dodge Whoa. our show for the last three years and dodged it repeatedly on a wide variety of ways. We will not allow this to continue to happen. He will be on the show next week, assuming that he is not horribly ill. But yes, he, he will be coming on the show, which will be great to see him again. That is nice. He's the only man on the show balder than I am, so that is always <laughs> a good thing. Now, I feel more confident when he's around. And outside of that, buy my goddamn shirts. Totalbiscuit.shop is the place to go. Totalbiscuit.shop. And we are currently doing a little bit of research into the possibility of collectible co-optional pins. Co-optional mm. animated pins. Not literally animated pins. Animated pins? pins? No, that, no that's... That we do not yes. have the technology to do that. Get into the skin what game. about those holograms where like, you look at it from different Maybe angles? Maybe we could it, do like... that. That's possible. We'll look into it. But yeah, a series of animated pins. I know a lot of people keep asking about the goddamn figurines that we tried to make years ago and then discovered were far too expensive to manufacture. They were very expensive, guys. It was... There's, there is one... You know, I have... I have Jesse's prototype right here it's been sitting on my shelf no one wait can a minute see it, nobody can see it because my camera is there but trust me it, it looked great and cost far too fucking much and i didn't want to sell it for that price so yes pins on the other hand pins we can do i think so keep an eye out for news on that over the next few weeks and we'll even be giving people the chance to vote on characters and costumes from the co-optional animated show that they would like to see as a pin oh. seems like a pretty good idea yeah yeah, should be should be neat. For some reason, people go nuts for pins. I can't imagine why, but whatever. If you're willing to buy them, we're willing to sell them, folks. All right, that's us done on the Corruptional Podcast. Thank you very much for watching, and we will see you next time. Same place, same channel, with uh, Pyrian Flax talking for three hours about how much he hates Dota, the game that he makes all of his money playing. Goodbye! <laughs>